0: There's a heat wave in Los Angeles right now. That's why I'm wearing a pineapple shirt. And you know what? That is causing that heat wave? It's the hot topics and hot calls we're going to have on Hotline League tonight. So excited. It's episode 35, I believe. I just I just stuttered a little bit because I, I'm forgetting which episode it is. But it's starting uh, right now. It's and a I'm, heat stroke, actually. It's a heat stroke that is happening. Either way, it is, it's episode 35. I just checked on YouTube. All that's starting right now. Hotline League is brought to you by Open by HP. And we're back for the start of the show.
1: I was really impressed until the stutter. That was you almost made it all the way through it though. That yeah, was good. Just like had
0: a lisp moment there. Um Alright. Whatever. Either way, Hotline League is here joined by uh one wonderful person and one not so wonderful person i'll let you guys decide who is who uh but either way we'll start off with one of them that's my constant co-host to my right i think is how it looks on the panel mark zimmerman how's it going mark 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 mark
2: ah motherfucker i'm muted uh it's going dude I was I was saying it's going great. Uh the the news about what I was alluding to came out on Friday and another one today. Back working with offline TV again.
0: Back with offline TV. So are they paying you this time?
2: It was never a question of whether or not I was getting paid.
0: So they're not. (laughs) They're paying me. (laughs) They do in fact pay me. Okay. Good. Good. And exposure, correct? Yeah. Amongst
2: other forms of currency.
0: Oh, oh okay. Well, I don't know what Scar has been doing lately. Anyway, well, that's good. Congratulations on being back at uh, Offline TV. What was the story? Because I, I was at Rift Rivals when this got announced. What was the what was the story you spun, the yard you wove? To... The easiest
2: story to tell is one that's not a story at all. We just announced that we were back.
0: Okay, and no, no explanation on... What went on behind no, the scenes? not really. Alright, well you guys know what to call on about tonight. Yeah, I was uh, going to say. <laughs> I want to talk about what happened with Mark you and Offline TV. Can I keep things
2: league-centric, please?
0: Offline <laughs> TV is very league-centric, I think. Yeah. Only one of them plays league anymore. Really?
2: Scar, yeah. Lily, I mean they all still play a little bit, but no one like is a
0: primarily league streamer anymore. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's uh, sad days. Uh well, either way, Mark's back at offline TV, so he's getting paid finally. We got Kelby, uh, who's returning actually... for two weeks in a row. He he took a sabbatical for a while, so we had to bring him back for the second week. hmm How's it going, Kelby? It's going very well. Yeah. What... Good to be back. Not not the not the greatest
1: weekend, but oh, uh, what unfortunately happened originally expected. Well the rift rivals didn't oh, go away. Okay. Well, actually I thought that uh a lot of uh Potential prospects had very strong showings, you know, so it was good in that regard. Uh, unfortunate to see Team Liquid lose to Splice, though, uh, especially after Peter's tweet. <laughs> really, that's a real feels bad man situation. Um,
2: which tweet but are you referencing in particular? Because the one talking. where he said,
1: "If you guys have, if you guys have balls, you won't put spice against us tomorrow," <laughs> and then
0: they yeah. lost. Oh, that's rough. I mean, he um, already says that it takes, uh, <laughs> it to, you know, it's it's the respect. People that trash talk beforehand deserve respect because they're actually risking something. Yeah, no, that's true. So, but and he risked and he lost.
2: I mean, yeah. EU talked a lot of shit too. It was all over Reddit, like three days in a row with their interviews and then they backed it up. So if anyone deserves the most respect, it's the EU guys.
0: And I thought that yeah. they weren't going to, by the way. Like I, so. What,
2: EU pros have always shit talk. No, 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 done. no,
0: not that they weren't gonna trash or shit talk, but like, okay, so I, because it's kind of hard to do interviews on that last day because of the format, I was I was not there, but I was listening uh, to and watching them from remotely and 100 Thieves, um, or Echo Fox beating, G2 was so great because like G2 more than any other team shit-talked all weekend long And I was like holy shit if like G2 losing to Echo Fox like snowballs the into North America winning Like how hilarious is that gonna be because I still had I, ha- I have I still have Additional G2 interviews that are just them continuing to shit-talk uh, North America, <laughs> I was like I'm gonna release that shit. It's gonna look great um, And now it looks great for Europe uh, so <laughs>
2: Just hurry up and release it before we all forget that we're worse than Europe. I mean, that usually takes, like, a week before we're back
3: yeah, to, like, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: well, 100 Thieves was playing Brandini. And yeah, yeah we weren't place. really
0: trying that hard. No, Ignore the not. fact that Team Liquid fucking lost this place.
1: Yeah. yeah. They didn't even have Medios in during RefRivals, so yeah. you know they weren't trying
0: that hard. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Uh, uh, like, uh, <laughs> one... What happened? Did I, I miss
2: something on the webcam?
0: Is no, no no it was the Medios joke. Medios joke. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I got it. I am very curious. Do you guys think? So, I'm noticing a trend here. So, if you remember, CLG in 2015 beat TSM, went to uh, Europe Worlds as North America's number one seed, and just like disappointed and lost in such embarrassing embarrassing fashion to. Uh, Brazil and and other teams then in 2016 TSM uh, disappointed dramatically they were super hyped people were saying they were one of the best teams at the tournament and then they lost in 2017 boy it just it was so super bad and now we've got team liquid as our representative at MSI and they embarrass us and then we've got, Team Liquid at Rift Rivals losing to the team they shouldn't have. What is the common theme in all of this? Double lift. Was Peter on the
1: 2015 team? Yes. Oh god. I was I was thinking that as you were going through, but then I was like, no, he couldn't have been on the 2015. Yeah, team. 2015 Oops.
0: team. That was they beat TSM at Madison Square Garden and then went on to yeah. that was when the BRTT yeah. greater than double lift thing started.
1: All right, next topic.
0: So, i am just uh I'm a little worried Cause, cause yeah. it went from Peter never winning anything, like the Double S Trophy Case meme forever, mm-hmm. to now I'm worried that Peter's teams are just gonna disappoint at international events. And it doesn't. By the way, sometimes it's Peter's fault, but not always. Um, so I don't know what's going on there.
2: It's kind of like a Benjamin Button story. I think. I think we'll he'll start winning internationally next year, or something. Not
0: this year. Was that no? How's that a Benjamin Button story?
2: Well, because he was always a great player, but his career was kind of in the pooper for the first like two or three years.
0: Yeah, mostly CLG management. Not... I
2: think. Well, yeah, the CLG management never set him up for success. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: holding him <laughs> back. They had a fake uh... coach uh, on that team, I believe.
2: <laughs> and then once, one, you know, not on nice the to way talk about Chris like that. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you know he he's he started the low point and still still trending up. right that's how
0: i think is he trending up i feel like he he, is he not
2: they just won spring
0: well he's he's continued his he has he ever achieved he beat um tsm and became the number one seed in summer 2015 what Mm -hmm. has he done since then that has been like a higher achievement
2: He just won with
0: Team Liquid. That's fucking impossible to do. Okay, yeah, he he broke the the Team Liquid curse.
1: He's the only person to win a split on three different teams, right?
2: Yep. Yeah. Smithy is. I just mean he's not like he's not not gotten past groups.
0: He's not shown a good performance at any international event. Uh, so I don't know. But I mean, you could say that for every NA player, right? The the constant... well, Nine has made it out of groups. No, you're
1: right. I just I we CLG had this conversation. made it to the finals of MSI. Right, we had this conversation on one of these episodes not too long ago, and for me, it's like, do you really care about making it out of groups, or do does it matter that you actually go far in the tournament? Like, I don't going to quarters, even going to semis is not like a big th- step further in my mind. Like,
0: I know it's a meme, but like, really, do you feel think like it you would accomplish feel if, that yeah. much more? If we had two teams advance out of, uh, groups into quarters and one of those mm-hmm. made it into semis, that would feel really good.
2: That... I, I agree with Kelby to the extent that like, you have to beat someone good to get there. But I think winning a best of five at a, over another team at worlds that is respectable is a big deal. Because you're, yeah. you're you're basically saying like, arguably I'm a top we're a top eight team in the world, which is pretty cool. I and mean, obviously that's not quite true because not all the Korean teams are there, or whatever. But sure, I don't I don't. It's like H2K being a and X me means fucking nothing. But like, Fnatic and uh, Origin getting to semis in World in 2015 was a big deal. I thought that was really cool.
1: Uh yeah, I just um, no when when EU's I think Misfits even last year. Yeah, that was uh, cool. did did a super good job but uh, the the thing that I'm getting at is like um, are you really a contender to win is where I would put like stake in there being a difference between most Western I don't think you need to be a, uh, uh,
0: a contender to win but like think about it this way NA gets to groups because they are directly seated in yep yeah. like that is not an accomplishment. Right has built a system that allows three teams from North America to go. Two you're not now. You're not proving mm-hmm. that you are a good enough team. They're to not be finishing there. last in the groups every
1: time though, for sure. Usually they're like the, the bubble team out, right?
2: Usually. And I would say yeah, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, just getting out of groups is not like a, oh my fucking God, NA is yeah. doing it, but it's a, feels yeah. good, it's a feels good, man. And then if you can take a quarterfinal match off like a respectable Korean, mm-hmm. Chinese, or European team, that's a pretty fucking feels good, man. Right. We just haven't done that
1: ever. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying I th- I feel like it only feels good, man, because we've done so terribly, not because it's actually like a, an accomplishment.
2: Yeah, I would still say I think any team that can get out of a competitive group, at least it is a good team. They're better than yeah. most
1: yeah, World. certainly better than what we've done. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway,
2: there are wild wildcard reasons. Definitively, we are not a wildcard region if we get out of
0: groups. Let's uh let's move on. Let's open up the lines. We'll be talking about Rift Rivals. What else is there to talk about? What I, I think we need to start giving people, you know, some, better prompts. Bullet, some bullet points, you know.
2: So, what there is to talk about, uh, I mean, we can talk about the like what Levi looks like what Huni looked like, what TL looked like in terms of like what that means domestically. We can talk about Europe and how much they shit on us, even though it was four to five in the group stage play.
0: You know, one thing um, I want to talk about is all the, there was a strange amount, an unusual amount for an international event of... People talking about what's holding back North America from the very first day.
2: Every oh, maybe maybe earlier on, but after every time after NA busters out, there's like a "What's wrong with NA?" Yeah, yeah.
0: But normally it's like it just becomes like oh, they're trying to copy LCK too much. But like for me, it was interesting because for the first time, there were a lot of European players on G2 and Fnatic to the extent where I'm like, they must be having these conversations talking about like the ping of the. Uh, the ping that these guys have to play solo queue on, the mentality in solo queue. Uh, Some of the players were suggesting that there's just like, life is too good living in LA. And there are too many like fun, interesting things to do. Um, And at one point in time, somebody was like, yeah, there's pretty girls, you know, maybe that's part of it. Uh, Like it's, I think it's an interesting conversation just because it popped up so so frequently. Another thing was, uh, I did a 30 minute long interview with reckless, uh, where I was, he, he literally just feels as though, uh, you should not, if you can play something that isn't a marksman in the bot lane, you should play it right. Like he said, there's like 10 different champions that are either tanks or, or, or bruisers or, um, mages that are like better options. And so he, he was the one that benched himself saying, look, nothing I can do can provide as much value to this team as Whipple right now, because none of my champions are as good as something that he could play. So I think that's an interesting conversation to have as well. Yeah,
2: I agree. So if you want to talk about any of those things that Travis just talked about, go to the discord link that I'm spamming in chat, right? Discord.gg Travis. You could do that too. Uh, Once you're there, you're going to want to join pleb calls or pleb calls two or sub calls if you're a sub. Uh, one of those voice channels. And then in the hashtag club topics or subtopics, go ahead and post what it is that you want to talk about and specifically also what your opinion on it is. Uh, We're always looking for people to have strong opinions. Anyways, once we find one that we like, we'll pull you into the waiting room. We'll do a quick voice check and then we'll uh, go from there.
0: Yeah. Yep. And uh, I think... I don't know. I'm just interested to see. I one one thing that came out of Rift Rivals as well is like I'm worried that North America is too stubborn. Like they don't want to play things that aren't eighty carries, so they're just not. Like see, we have, was... we haven't played Heimerdinger.
2: All right, I'll I'll talk about this when one of the calls come in and talk about it. Yeah. But like I was saying this week, fucking one. Don't you guys remember? I was like, holy shit, we're not funneling, and the rest of the world is funneling, or at least trying it, and like we're just not. We didn't have a single funnel in the first week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or we might have had one, like one Kaiser game. Yeah. It was, I don't know. You could, you could see it coming from a mile away.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I'm kind of concerned. All right. Mark is grabbing some people for into the waiting room. Uh, I am going to shout out a bunch of people who came in and supported the show. Uh, last not least. Oh, by the way, yeah. Did you, Mark, did you mention the sub chat thing?
2: Uh, briefly, but I'm sure you can do a better yeah, job. Yeah, if you
0: are a sub, you don't you don't have like a priority over anybody, but you do have a bit of a higher chance of getting picked because it gives you access to the subtopics channel um, if you sync with Discord. And it takes a little bit sometimes to sync. You can put your question in there, uh, which gives you... It moves a little slower because obviously there's less subs than uh, plebs. So you can, uh, you can put your topic in there and maybe catch it. Um, anyway... Back to just shouting out a couple people. Thank you to last not least, Karub's gifted a sub to AOJ, Putz Poo. Karub's gifted to Travis Gafford as my hero. Little Kosh resubbed. I'm writing the Travis train, Kappa Pride. Karub's gifted a sub to Nightbot. Karub's gifted to O4PoneXO. Karub's donated $100. Damn. I said, love you, Travis. Then Karub's gifted a sub to so many things. My dogs, Jinx sent 1,000 bits. Little Kosh gifted a sub to GG Lamps. Krubes gifted to Mardok Mercis. Krubes gifted to Tyler. Nemsic resubbed for 11 months and says, I love your tr- content, Travis. SOTL Kelby. Krubes has uh, gifted it to Sergeant Seuss. And uh, Mark, if you want to go grab anybody, you, you're pulling yeah. so many people so quickly. Oh, he's gone. Um, <laughs> Krubes gifted to Clarks. Cur- uh, Little Kasha gifted to The Reincarnation of Juju. Last not least, gifted a sub to QWEXE2. Krubes gifted a sub to Leonardo Leva. Leonard <laughs> Olivia? I don't know. Anyway, it's really nice to uh, have many. There's more people that will. Uh, I'll shout in a minute. We got Hook on the show. How's it going, Hook? Good. It's Hauk. Hauk. Yeah, you've been on the show before and you corrected me before, but I. I it's forgot. okay. Yeah. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. That's right. That's right. How's uh, Salt Lake City, Utah? Uh, it's hot we got
4: some rain come in, but very little. Yeah. It's just cloudy. Yeah. Well, what
0: happens? Yeah. Uh what Everywhere, everywhere's hot. What do you want to talk about on the show today?
4: So I just want to talk about Rift Rivals, of course. Um, I thought LCK, LPL, LMS were a lot more interesting compared to NA slash EU, and they need to update NA and EU to make it more relevant. I just think more teams, a better venue, it, may, it felt more intense, kind of etc. cetera. So, so
0: sorry your your take is is that it was just disappointing?
4: Yeah, I thought that NAEU was a little more kind of a clown fest compared to the intensity of basically LCK versus LPL. It
0: but you like sorry, L- so it sounds like you're disappointed in like the venue, like is it the presentation that you're disappointed in no, and what Riot is doing with felt, it or is it uh the teams just disappointing?
4: It felt like the LCK versus LPL was just a lot more um what's the word serious serious yeah just more serious yeah and did they do like, an
0: a at the beginning of theirs I didn't see
4: it didn't look like they did yeah but I actually liked that idea of the whole entire a and but that's that's not serious. I know but like let's just take a hundred thieves for example of how they did their team besides the whole entire Medios thing they decided to bring Brandini and right. Levi And to me, that just didn't seem like, oh, we're in here to actually compete with EU. They just want to give their two players some maybe international time. Right. And If you're 100 –
1: sorry, can I interrupt real quick? Yeah, go ahead. If you're 100T, would you have done things differently?
4: I probably would have. I probably would have treated this a little more seriously. Or I wish things were taken more seriously with this EU versus NA. Why Why would you have taken things more seriously if you were 100T? Because you're a new inter- organization, and you want to show that this is your first showing at an mm-hmm. international stage. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go... I think they only won, like, one, two games. Yeah. And to me, that's not impressive. Like, you already had this fiasco of Medios, Now you're showing your fans, hey, we can't really take an international competition as seriously.
2: Well, what would you... I mean, without going as far back as undoing the Medios trade, yeah. because in terms of timing, the Meteos trade was at the right time because you don't have to go and play in the LCS. So at least you have a little bit more downtime to try and integrate it. But what, what would you have done? Because they were forced to submit their roster before the trade happened, so they could not end up doing on to uh, someday because the only jungler that they would have had on the roster was Levi. So oh, They could have been Keen, or I mean, they could have been Ryu and put Linsanity in, but I don't think that's any better.
4: Yeah, I I get that part. It, well, I'm trying not to bleed into the Medios conversation, but because Medios revealed that video. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about
0: hundred T, so it's fine. Yeah,
4: so we, he said that they came up to him and said Levi and Brandini were going to be into the Rift Rivals, and that kind of sparked up the whole entire, him looking for a new team. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think they should have not even done that. I think they should have said, "Medios, someday you're going to rip rivals." That's that.
1: Yeah. Let's I get, I under-
4: let's, let's get this team a little more international competition against EU here, because we're facing the two best ET- EU teams at Splice. But that's another rip TL. But <laughs> I I understand where you're coming from. At the same
1: time, I can see it from the perspective of. Well, I, and Reckles talked about this in uh, your interview, Travis, that I liked, which Tell is like...
2: Tell me, what like... year is it, dude? We stopped calling him Reckles in Season 3. Reckless. Season four. Yeah, Reckless. Reckless. Reckless.
1: Sorry. Uh, he talked about this in your interview where uh, really the value for the event is not in the onstage matches, but in the scrimmages that they're getting. Um, so, like, if you're a Hunter Team, you don't have anything to gain from a Rift Rivals performance that is, like, good for your region or good for your team. Uh, and they want to take the extra time to to try this lineup then uh because they think it will bear more fruit in potentially their results for the rest of the summer split then that's a really safe environment to practice against you know really good competition better competition uh, than what you would get locally
4: but so, did they didn't they say that they're going to go with Onda next week even before Rift Rivals started well yeah. then wh- then why are then why are they doing it then and that that's why I'm like even more com- confused about the small tar thing like mark you were saying
0: something about the the submission deadlines right
2: right so you have to submit a roster and then they submit it and you can only bring one sub additionally so you submit the levi brandini one and then you can't put uh i mean you could theoretically put onda as your sub most likely but what is that gonna do for you you're not gonna run brandini and onda so yeah
1: but but hypothetically this this using this roster for Riff Rivals is what sparked the whole media situation, right? So they were already uh, planning to use this roster going into Riff Rivals, regardless of if Medios stayed along or not. I mean, I've,
2: maybe, but I've also heard from a lot of other teams oh, okay. that 100 Thieves have been shipping Medios around for a while. So I don't, um, I don't really buy that, which maybe is why I have a harder time at like seeing it that way. That, like, oh man, they announced this and then that was the spark because I had heard for a long time that, like, 100 Thieves just looking to make okay. some
1: moves. So is there, there is the hypothetical situation then that even before 100 Thieves goes to Medios and says, we are planning to use this lineup, that even if he had not already said, like, hey, I want to talk to other teams, that they were totally fine with that possibility because they'd been shipping him around.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it was the kind of thing where they've been trying to find a way to get Levi some playing time with the main team for a while.
0: Gotcha. So, okay, let's move on from Hunter T, though, because uh, <laughs> it's just one example, right? So right, right. what else What else was uh, disappointing to you, Hook, Hauk.
4: I, th- I think uh, mostly the venue. Like, I saw the last day of the LCK versus LPL, and I was in a big stage and everything like that. That was on stadium, it looks like, and it looked very more epic. It looked better. I was yeah. more excited to actually watch these games. And
0: honestly Maybe just a, total shift and... I, they, a lot of the audience was empty at times like i think because it was a holiday weekend uh anime expo was happening like i think it was just hard for them to fill it out it also is happening on thursday friday by the way which are hard days to to fill yeah. out so
2: i did, wasn't having trouble filling out i thought i thought they looked like there was a decent amount of people so i
0: think they sold out but oh. when i'd walk in oftentimes you would see like you know that kind of block below the caster desk, like that area would yeah, be yeah, completely yeah. empty. Maybe they sold less, like maybe they intentionally thought they were going to have like more like support staff or somebody and they reserved more seating for that or something. I don't know, but I I would not be surprised if they had would have had a hard time selling out like a much bigger arena. Uh, because it's just at a weird time. It's just a weird time to throw the event. Uh we'll how about for the, the last criticisms of it? How about
4: for the last day? Then we get a little bit better venue for somewhere in LA or where yeah. Else. I think it's hard it from a
0: logistics perspective because they a lot of people don't know this, but like any like so after the semifinals of summer playoffs, what will happen is like that show ends and there are like two white trucks in the parking lot at Riot and they take all that gear and start shoving it up in, into these trucks to bring it up to San Jose. Um, uh, Oakland, so they they will. It's it's really hard, I think, logistically to do something in the LCS uh, studio and then the very next day do it someplace else. I actually Wait. don't like. It's interesting. I am like the guy who hates on venues being in shitty locations. I actually think that Rift Rivals is the perfect thing to do in a studio because it's like in the middle of the split. It doesn't count for anything. Uh, it's a smaller amount of teams. Like it's just not as big of a deal i don't mind it being in a smaller studio unless like it really feels like like i think uh korean and and chinese teams specifically take this event way more importantly than north america and europe and i don't know how to fix that but i actually think there's just more pride on the line for them than it is for north america it's not even
2: just pride there's actual stakes on the line between who's the best region like like we can't pretend that that's what we're fighting we're fighting the best in the west They're fighting over legitimately who's the best region. So, like, China and Korea take it super fucking seriously for that reason. Plus, Chinese fans, there's a lot more of them, and they're a lot crazier. So, like, of course their stadium can be bigger. Like, there's just a bigger demand for that event. Yeah. Uh, And I think, like, that's part of the reason it it has that feeling of seriousness and gravity to it is because, one, there is more on the line by these guys consistently having the best two international results. And especially recently with China getting the best of LCK recently, that really is like something that they're fighting over. And even then you could argue like, well, SKT shouldn't be there, just like Splice shouldn't be there. SKT is like what the seventh best Korean team or something right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty Not low good. right now. Yeah. So I think I think it, it suffers from some of the same problems as the our version. It's just that China and Korea being who they are is what makes up for it.
4: Yeah, well, can I post another solution then? Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, about, about more teams? What yeah, this will have... probably
0: slow out or uh, wind out the, the conversation. But So you want to have more teams. Yeah, uh, we'll
4: more te- Is that a good fix, maybe? like I don't really think having extreme. more teams is
0: going to fix it. It just means that you have to do a fourth day. I don't think well, you can have more teams and keep it three days. And I think if you make it anything longer than three days, it's really a challenge for these teams, especially the ones that are traveling.
2: That's true. I that's wouldn't great. mind... And it wouldn't have helped with us, though. It would help with Europe uh, and and LCK. I wouldn't mind just doing the finalists and then the highest-rated team in summer, who is not one of those two. So you don't get the SKTs and the splices and people who, like, had a good playoff run, but they're actually not that great or something like that. Like, I think that would would make me a lot happier because, like, I would have loved to have seen Misfits there. I would love to have just, like, Mm -hmm. been absolutely dominated and not have, what was it, four of our six wins that we got at the event come from splice or whatever it was maybe it was
0: yeah three it was of our five yeah 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 so
2: like you know i i wouldn't mind that
0: yeah i i was, oh, I was go gonna
4: ahead. say how we do like it's like really extreme just all playoff teams from each region six teams is that too much or am i going too crazy with that idea
2: i think like i the, think that's way too much the cost the cost is, too much yeah well one like scheduling it and planning all that's difficult to fit into a week and not needing two weeks to do it as well as like the actual logistical burden of six teams coming over and stuff. Yeah.
0: Here, I'll wind out the conversation by saying this, and I'm probably going to do a separate video about it. So I won't spend too much time on it. I think Rift Rivals is the perfect event to replace All-Stars. I think All-Stars has been trying to find an identity for years and it's been really difficult for Riot to figure that out. Um, I think it's time for them to just give up on all-stars and i think all the problems with rift rivals you you gain what what isn't fun i think by the way is watching korea win worlds and then like watching korea win all-stars like a month later i didn't i don't think that the like team fire team ice thing was ever really good uh i think um rift rivals has a lot of problems they tend to be around scheduling breaking the summer split out for that type of thing like it's it's just a difficult time to do this event um and i think that you solve a lot of that and by the way you could make it six teams you could make it five teams you could make it more teams by because you could just do it in the middle of december and it's way easier and the logistics are way easier because you can still just make it na versus EU. i i just think i think uh all stars is an event that needs to be put out of its misery i think this I doubt that it's going to be better this year. I bet you it'll just be at the end of last year. I was like, why are they still doing all-stars? I bet you it's not going to fix for this year. And I think putting rift rivals there instead would be way better.
4: Yeah. I I totally agree with that. That actually just piques up my interest of having that event during December. I would, that just sounds much better compared to having
0: all-stars. Yep. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, hook for the call. (laughs) Thank you. Hauk, Hauk, Hauk. Um, all right. Mark is grabbing the next person. Um, like some more shout outs, by the way, unless, okay, we're good. Uh, thank you so much to skiller V2, uh, Aerotempest, Tempest, certainly not Colby brandonian and Schleppard for resubbing. He says it's five months and Kelby's the guest. How disappointing. All right. Matthias <laughs> is on the show. Matthias, where are you calling from?
5: Hi. uh, I'm calling from
0: Guatemala. Guatemala. Are you in a game of League of Legends right now?
5: No, uh, but my mom is downloading something.
0: Sorry. Oh, no, no. It's okay. It just says that your Discord seems to think you're in an hour and two oh, minute no, long game.
5: The client is just open. <laughs> Zoe, You're
0: what? The client. The client is open? Okay, Discord hasn't caught up to the fact that the game is over. Travis, play, this, this
2: thing where you try and like read
5: what people are doing always backfires.
0: Matthias, what do you want to talk about on the show today? Uh,
5: yeah, I just want to say that I really enjoyed Reef Rivals as a fanatic and you fanboy. Uh, i was really <laughs> happy with the end results. I'm shocked. But uh, I also thought it was a very fun tournament. All the games were fun. There were some cool moments, like Splice beating Team Liquid. But also seeing like G2 in the first game like use Funnel and get... Literally crushed by Echo Fox was very fun because they have been very good at ULCS and like no one seems to be able to beat them uh, when they play funnel. So seeing them lose against, uh, seeing them lose with that strategy was very fun. And that um, it's a better, like I agree with you, I think it's a better tournament than All Stars. It was, uh, I enjoyed it more. Even though I do like seeing uh, Asian players and Western players interact, I would mind seeing that tournament be replaced.
0: Yeah. Okay. So was that I was think... that Ari's your topic, and I just predicted it? Yeah. Oops. Okay. Well, uh, we what I
2: will about. say on on his point though is that seeing like that crossover between Bjergsen and Faker, where they played like the two keyboard thing, was really cool, and if all-stars dies and gets replaced by rift rivals i would hopefully want to see some kind of like some fun thing
5: that yeah maybe players uh, like have some more fun events during Worlds maybe like between i think worlds
0: you can't do any fun events worlds has got to be this is the most serious thing to ever happen in all of esports but uh i think the 2v2 did that i think the a did it and i think you can add more fun to rift rivals like rift rivals is starting talking to one of the players
2: yeah but uh, i'm not saying fun travis i'm saying like the market crossover like eu and na is already a pretty close market but like having korean players who can speak english well or whatever like interact with north american players and like that kind of like thing you would lose if all stars disappeared
0: maybe you can bring a couple celebrities over if they're not busy in their own uh, what
2: about about an msi what if msi had like a little fun portion
0: Mm. yeah i just don't like mixing fun with serious i think that was one problem rift rivals had was that one of the players was telling me like they didn't take it seriously or as seriously once they found out that there was an a roof happening and like a 2v2 tournament because it that's that's like that implies that it's not as serious of an event this is what they seem to always do with all stars where they like mix the two things where they're like it's serious but it's not and then you end up with this weird identity crisis like is yeah, this a, like a thing the, to show peak performance or not
5: personally i like the ice versus fire uh version of, of all stars i, know I hate it i used to like that more than the serious thing hybrid they did last year also something to add up to my original point I like last year EU got crushed by NA and then the region as a whole became way better because we uh, they learned how to play around MIR and they use the knowledge they gained in reef Rivals uh, to, to perform better worse and I hope NA does the same thing this year
0: hey like, I agree with that I hope that this is like a wake-up call for North America because when we kind of hinted at this earlier mark like the the fact that there were a lot of picks and a lot of strategies that NA has seen Europe doing and has just either been too lazy or too skeptical of or whatever uh, to do has is really disappointing. Like There was a moment uh, where, I don't know if I got this on camera or not, but I was getting dinner with uh, Reckless and Perks and Peter, and I, I recorded a bunch of it, and there was a moment where Peter and Perks were both talking about how in the G2 Team Liquid game, they they both thought they had one draft and they thought both of them thought the other one was crazy for thinking that they had one draft right like oh we got these champions like of course we won draft and uh and it was very funny because i think you know they were talking about comms and how you could imagine if you played both those comms next to each other both of them were like oh these guys are so stupid they picked this into art this and then the other team was like these guys are so stupid they picked it into this don't they know it's a counter so um i think probably g2 was correct um but I think things like Heimerdinger and stuff like that—that that it feels like North America just has refused to play. I, I hope that it's like a shock uh, for them and that they they have to go out there and actually try this stuff. And by the way, if the if uh, Team Liquid, Equifax, and 100 Thieves like are forced to learn this stuff by Fire or Trial and Fire, I I hope that they bring it via scrims and elsewhere to the other North American teams.
2: Yeah, I mean EU got dicked last year in Rift Rivals and learned a lot. Hopefully, this yeah. is our turn to to get dicked and learn. I will say, like, it's a little bit more scary. Cause like, like you said, it's been going off for weeks. It was just like, whoa, we're not funneling, and the rest of the world is funneling. This doesn't look good. Hey, for Echo me. Fox
0: funneled <laughs>
2: week two with a weird funnel. Yeah.
0: They the did the, the, funnel. Didn't they funnel uh, yeah, week they, three as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, it took us forever to catch on. Like, yeah. we didn't run a funnel, and we ran like two substandard bot lanes week one, or non standard bot lanes, you know? Like, yeah. It was it was just like horrible adaptation on our side. And you could see it coming. And it makes it really hard in draft because everyone's like, well, why don't they just ban Heimer and Aatrox? And it's like, well, because then you're leaving Zoe and Nocturne up. Like the things that are everyone knows is broken on this patch. Like Nocturne has like a 80, 70% win rate, some crazy bullshit. And it's like you really like I mean, you just fucked on Red Side in that draft because you have to ban all the broken stuff because you don't play any of it. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I was worried because I'm just, I'm worried a little bit for North America, and I think Peter is, like, a great example of this. Like, Reckless is convinced that Peter can get away with playing these ADCs all the time in North America because he just doesn't have real competition. And if that's I the mean, case...
2: We have Reckless callers coming, and we're, we're tangent. Okay,
0: here. okay, okay, sorry. Um. Well, I we needed to go on a tangent with this call just because we talked about the All-Star thing a little bit already. But I don't know, Kelby, yeah. what are your thoughts on the All-Star Rift Rival swap?
1: Uh... The only concern that I have about it is that, in the time window, um, like, it might be difficult to get all those teams together and playing, and, like, I don't know what the quality of matches are like, because, hypothetically, right, this is probably right in the time period where all these new teams are, like, they haven't even played scrims together. If if, you're... if like you know they've just made roster changes except for you know i don't know the teams who got first last split or whatever so it it could be interesting in that regard that it's like a new showing of all these rosters if you can get the teams on board for timing it's good it also kind of just like cuts the off season even shorter potentially right yeah um but otherwise yeah i i agree and i think it's i think what you very...
0: would do is just elect three captains maybe fans vote Mm -hmm. for them i don't know and then they just draft the players and it's just like oh okay so it's not like yeah it's a different version of Uh, it's it's not not like
1: riff rivals in all-stars it's like a different version of riff rivals okay yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. i think having the real teams play is pretty important if you're trying to make it a like a a event people want to watch for competitive reasons I, i mean
0: people love watching the team's like a double-lift Aphromoo reunion or a double if Biofrost yeah, yeah. reunion. Yeah, I'm not saying
2: people don't like that stuff, but they also really like being able to say, our EU teams beat your NA teams, not like your hypothetical...
0: I mean, EU it teams. solves your splice problem, though, Mark, where... That's true. Uh, you
2: Well, does it? Because people will probably just fuck up there. Like, I don't I think there's
0: to... a way to have the best teams play... Yeah. Uh, at Rivals, yeah, because... and it's a,
1: it's an off season, so it's not like much bragging rights. I feel like, yeah, this is the middle. Well, of the Well, the nice sp- thing Ooh. is
0: that this, honestly, like from an NA and EU perspective, neither of us are going to win Worlds anytime soon, Uh right. And so this is like the savory dessert, you know, like mm-hmm. the yeah, this is the that, consolation that, that, prize, right? Like, oh, you're shit at Worlds, but look, our region's better, or so, you know, like well, it's a fun, it's a good, it's a good way to end the year because we're definitely not ending it on a good note with Worlds.
1: It's a third place match,
0: or like a fourth or fifth place match, (laughs) region-wise. Yeah. I just, I don't think it should be happening in the middle of Summer Split. And I don't think that there is a better time for it to happen. Like, you can't do it before Worlds. You can't do it before the start of the split. You can't do it, like after MSI or during MSI, like it just like, I think off season is the best way and I'm just ready to put uh, all stars out of its misery.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just hard to give a good reason for the fourth and fifth best regions to play or third and fourth or whatever you want to put us as but that's, that's the real <laughs> issue. It's, it's hard to find a compelling reason and time for us to play that doesn't get in the way of serious competitions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for your call. Uh, really uh, appreciate it. Matias all the way from Guatemala. Have a good one.
5: You oh, uh, Shout out to CLG Discord. Those guys are cool.
0: Shout out to CLG Discord. Very good. Thanks, Bye. man. All right. Uh, really quick. Want to do a, uh, a quick little shout out conversation about our sponsor for the show, Omen by HP. Uh, you guys may have heard of them. Uh, they sponsor. They do a lot of cool stuff. This is an Omen by HP desktop. That is behind me. We're broadcasting this off an Omen by HP computer. I'm looking at a monitor owned by HP. Monitor, like that's just they power a lot of the stuff that we do. They power this show. Uh, They also support a lot of the other folks in esports. Everything outside of League of Legends, you got things like Overwatch League. Uh, They do. They've done uh, PUBG events. They did a Fortnite, or they had assisted with a Fortnite event in uh, during E3. And it's just kind of cool to see the support that they've given the esports community over the years. And by the way, they help out a lot with this show, um, and it's it's really great to see the support that they they give. We uh, I think we're getting close enough. I have a meeting tomorrow to tease the, to to figure out what the promotion strategy is. But coming out with a video should be in July. Pretty cool video uh, that I did with them, and and Biofrost. So. I'm really excited for that. I think uh, they, they spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to create something cool. I should be able to give you guys more information in the future, uh, but I do want to tease you guys about that and get uh, pretty hype about it because I think it's gonna be really neat. Uh, it's one of the cooler things that I've worked on. Um, so hopefully next week I should be able to give you some more information, but it's really cool. Either way, uh, I do love it. You guys have been shouting out Omen by HP on the show. You've been tweeting at them. If you're watching uh, the VOD on YouTube, there's a link in the description. You can go follow them on Twitter. I will put their Twitter in uh, the chat right now so that you guys can go check them out. Uh, and by the way, just showing that you appreciate them that whenever their support, some of you guys have purchased owned by HP computers and like tweeted that out letting them know that it's, it's because of the show uh, and their support of me, that is super appreciated. So again, cool content that works with them Appreciate all the work that they've been doing in esports. Uh, they've got some cool new accessories hitting right now. You can check that stuff out over on their, their site on their Twitter. So thank you so much to Omen IHP for your support of Hotline League. Let's move on to uh, the next caller. A uh, couple of shout-outs, to, by the way. By the way, did you guys know? That was a great shout-out, by the way, Travis. Oh, thank you. I would love to have you come
1: do uh, media training with some of the professionals I work with.
0: Yeah love to do that sable flag is on the show right now um hey, who's playing up? he's playing a game but i don't know if i want to read um it's a jousting game sable flag
6: <laughs> i put that on there just for you Travis.
0: is that is that a game uh, is that a real game i love it <laughs> wait what is the uh, game it's it's so- if you hover over his name it says he's playing genital genital jousting
6: Oh, nice. Actually, one of the greatest stories in video games. Or so I'm
2: told. I just love that, like, I was complaining about Travis doing this gag, and you just took it up to the next level. I respect the hell out of (laughs) it. I got you, Mark.
0: Uh, Thanks for being a Twitch (laughs) sub, by the way, Sable Flag. Where are you calling from?
6: I'm calling from Orlando, Florida.
0: Orlando, Florida. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
6: Um, I just wanted uh, to bring up the date of the meta obviously um crit eighty carries are not really you know featured highly um and they're pretty much just they can't do anything early enough in the game to be relevant and we have things like heimerdinger and you know all these other roles that do a lot more Like, utility-wise, like, you have Zoe with her, like, insane long-range, like, CC, and then you've got Heimerdinger just can perma-push a lane for free pretty much. So you
0: got these other options.
6: Um, And so crit AD carries don't really bring anything to the table anymore because of the way itemization works. So you get, like, situations where, like, say, a Heimerdinger just one-shots a traditional AD carry that's ahead in lane,
0: Sure. So they're not viable, but is that, is that your main point is that you don't like it?
6: Basically, I just, that honestly has always been one of my favorite things about watching the game is watching AD carries. And I think that it'd be great if this meta could just include them. I really enjoy seeing like the non-standard stuff in, in lanes and the bot lane, but I just, I seeing like the traditional, like crit AD carries completely not in the picture, just it it really brings league down for me.
0: Sure. Okay. So you would like to see AD carries come back, Mark? How non-viable are crit AD carries right now?
2: They are not very viable for competitive play. You can pretty much play them in solo queue if you're, because most people aren't playing other shit. And, like I don't think most people are leaning against crazy shit in solo queue right now. I mean the 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 rates of this stuff is going up obviously, but like for the most part you can play them uh they're just not very good uh but i mean you still have marksman being played like you have ap kaisa you have ezreal you have varus which a lot of people think is actually decent now after the latest rounds of buffs you have uh some zyra khan being played and stuff like they still see play um sometimes it's through funneling sometimes it's not but yeah i think i understand that crit marksmen currently are not very
0: good is it is it okay um uh, and kelby i'll loop you in on this too is it mm-hmm. okay if crit marksmen just aren't viable because we we see this all the time in other lands, right there's times where like assassins are a great example of that like everyone loves assassins yeah. but historically like the times where assassins have been viable in the meta usually in very small windows of time and then they like get rid of them or whatever because i think it's just a struggle for them to figure out how to balance them or make them viable but is it okay to just have crit ADCs out and then like rotate them back in like it's a wheel of options? I don't know.
2: Well, well I think... Sorry, CEO go Kelby, ahead. Sorry.
0: Kelby.
1: Uh, so this was another thing I was going to ask about. I had planned to ask about on the show and watching your interview. Um, is that... Uh, man, now now I'm going back and forth on which way to pronounce it because you got in my head earlier. It's uh, reckless. Reckless. It's reckless. Yeah, yeah. Reckless uh, was talking about, like, how he anticipated that they would change the balance so that uh, they would, like, come back in and Riot would fix it or whatever. But it seems that, like, there's either unclear communication from Riot or poor misunderstanding on Fanatic's part about what, like, was intended to be happening here. So I was looking for some clarity for you guys Is like, is this, like, an intentional meta shift yes. that Riot made away from this? Okay, so they are, they are very clearly, like, saying, like, we don't want crit eighty carries to really not, be a part of They don't want that.
2: What what, like, this is they fantastic. want everything to be
1: viable? They or... want everything to be viable. Okay, right? they're just not accomplishing it yet at the professional level that we've seen. Because the current consensus is that crit ADs obviously are not, like, a yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, they're not the thing. Um, and obviously anytime like you're trying to break open like this mold, like right. it's not gonna it's not gonna be perfect no in right a way. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's been like well relatively within like the realm of acceptability. Mm-hmm. Um it's still not quite there yet. But if you looked at all of Riot's messaging publicly, like mm-hmm. as these changes start coming up, there were a couple things times that they said like we wanna make it so that marksmen are not a default in the bot lane. Not that they're right. not viable, not right. that you can't pick crit. But that, like, you don't have to have a marksman right. every single game. And, and they have basically said that. So, like, if if Reckless was hoping that they would just fix it, then, like, he or his coaching staff was probably not paying enough attention to not just the actual changes, but, like, riot on the message boards.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I really appreciate what they're going for because I think that's the ideal state of the game, right, for a competitive balance is that any champion, any role... Uh, or not any role but any champion is like viable through some role in the game that that's it's unattainable balance like no game Has accomplished that or or probably can ever seek to accomplish that But uh, I appreciate that they want there to be other things than just like very standard uh, You know credits crit ADC's in the bot lane. However for like competitive right now uh, essentially every team currently employs one of these people Uh, who is specifically designed just to play this role and is in the reckless situation uh, where like, oh shit, Uh, this is a hard pivot and some people are doing a better job with it than others. I noticed that Uzi was playing like Aatrox, but he also played Lissandra, you know, in the finals. So like, I don't know, but yeah, if, if, if it doesn't get figured out, that's something that's been a part of the game for such a long time. And I've, I'm in the same boat as you, or same boat as you, Sableflag, where I've personally uh, enjoyed a lot of ADC moments uh, in hype games, and I hope that they aren't like, you know, that it is resolved, that they do swing it back, um, but and, and obviously Reckless does too. But uh, we'll see how long that actually takes for them to have it be getting picked frequently
2: and getting competitive. And part of me thinks that it won't happen, just because, like, for the same reason that, like man, whenever assassins are viable, games end pretty fucking fast. I feel like, man, whenever crit marksmen are viable, the game usually goes three items because that's what they're playing for. And so like, if they're not punishable enough in lane, then people will pick them and not get punished in lane, and then they'll stall the game out until they hit their item break points, and then they're stronger, and then everyone goes back to play like, crit marksmen or whatever. Do so you, like, I could see a world... like you, you were saying that like no one's ever mm-hmm. balanced it perfectly. This yeah. might just be the latest case of that.
1: Right. Do you think that it has to inherently be a case where like you have to see the same uh, scaling curve for crit eighty carries uh, that we've historically seen, or like are you? Because uh, one way that you could hypothetically remedy that, although it would be a substantial change, is like you smooth the power leveling um, so that like they are having a more of an impact in laning phase and throughout all points of the game, as opposed to you know playing for your three item timing or something. Um, and then your counterplay options there probably are more about matchups and specific like uh, champions into certain you know 80s and stuff like that. Uh,
2: it's hard to say only because I think traditional crit building marksmen are not yeah. the most expressive champion kits in the game, and right. all, of, all of them boil down to the same thing. Yeah. Largely like, wow, Caitlyn's really good because her range is the fucking longest. So Mm -hmm. if she needs two items to become viable, then like, there you go, she's broken. Yeah. Like, if she needs three, then there you go, she's fucking useless. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: But at at the same point, like, that's because, like, uh, her ability scaling, like, is just, like, completely worthless in contrast later in the game, right? Like, if Q actually did damage, if Ned actually did something, if her ult actually did something, maybe that changes. This is like, Completely, I'm I'm way out of my depth of field right now as far Same. as, like, you know, balancing and stuff, but uh, I'm just, I'm trying to, you know, think of potential ideas there. Like, it if feels... you add AD scaling to her, like, more AD scaling to her stuff, I don't know.
2: I think it's possible just because we've seen in the past, like, them kind of do large class reworks, in a sense, where they're like, we're going to rework how assassins right. work, and all of them right. got fucking, like, slow passes that build up to a big burst of damage. We're going to change how supports work and then all supports got gold scaling and utility where like they sped up more the, the slow was longer or something um and i feel like maybe in order for crit marksman to be viable in a meta where everything else is viable and they don't crowd everything out of the bot lane they might need some level of rework like that where they take a hard look at crit scaling marksman and be like what do we need to give them to compete in the early game but still be like late game threats or something i don't know it's, yeah. it's really hard
1: yeah, yeah. It's not an enviable position to be in, certainly.
6: That's really strange. Is uh, I know Scar was talking about it on stream a while back. Really, the only role that has any like mana problems is like the marksman role at the moment. Like, they don't have CDR, they don't have mana regen. Like the mages, like which is should be gated by mana. Like you should have to play around. Oh, how much mana do I have? I'm a mage. I cast spells. But, like, the person who's sitting there auto-attacking the entire time, they're the ones who have the mana problems. And I think that's kind of strange.
2: It's not that I think they have... Well, so, I think Scar's right. They they have mana problems, but it's because none of their items give them mana, right? Whereas, like, mages would have mana problems, too, if not every single first fucking item you built didn't give you mana. Right. So, so like, mages would have the same problem, but the itemization isn't there for marksmen. The only item that gives mana for them is, like, this other shit, and then they're not balanced. Like, that's what I'm saying, We're like, it would take a full class rework, I think, to, to kind of, like... Because if you just give them a strong mana item, then it's like, well, that's probably just fucking busted on Lucian, or, like, someone else who spams abilities right. more. Like, you yeah. have to you have to be pretty close. Essence Reaver is not really a, a, an option for, like, most champions, even right. though it's like, the only mana thing. So, yeah. that plus yeah. mana are They're not good mana items, but, like, most marksmen are designed with the fact that they're not going to be getting mana right yeah, yeah. It's just but like, you uh, can touch
1: uh, other items than or other values than just items too yeah
0: honestly. exactly Sable flag. Yeah. thank you so much for calling in really appreciate the call just
6: uh, uh one last thing i would like to shout out the premier total war streamer fenron jenkins <laughs> hey go. yes
1: yeah
0: Or fenron he's, jenkins we'll get a shout out in Twitch chat he is right the best total war streamer easily uh, like,
6: hands down even though he's playing fallout 4 right now yeah, yeah This is the penny. A...
0: I got soup Fenron and Kelby got me super into to Total War. I've been playing a ton of Total War. Everyone in my life knows that I've just, I just play Total War now. And <laughs> Fenron <laughs> no longer streams Total War, so I can't... <laughs> like, He's it's got pretty...
6: like eight years of VODs, though, so like... There's I really don't want to watch
0: use. a fucking VOD. This is yeah. TV. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, is about live content. Thank you,
2: Sableflag. Yeah, he's gonna kind of support the streamer.
0: I do support the streamer. I show up in his Twitch chat and demand a gifted sub, and <laughs> somebody <laughs> inevitably gives it to me. I'm I'm making this guy good money. <laughs> That's hilarious. Thanks, Sable Flag. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, dude.
2: Hi. Uh, just on this topic, Emily Rand was kind enough to share uh, a doc with like only marksman games. Uh, from 8.11 and 8.12. So China is at 42% only marksman lanes, if I'm reading this right, and hopefully I am.
0: Uh, From solo queue?
2: uh, For competitive places. Oh, okay.
0: We've got Link in the Twitch chat, by the way. Nice. Hello. Yo, boy, Austin. You should call into the show. Anyway, sorry. Yes!
2: Uh, Let's get Austin on here. China is like 40%. Korea is like 25%. Uh, I don't see him for EU. And I don't see it for NA. And Taiwan is at 18% or something.
1: Yeah. Well, China's the best region, so it looks like Korea is fucking up.
2: Well, it also just depends on like what your player base is good at. Anyways, we'll probably touch on that. I think I have someone in yeah. here where the reckless like is getting fucked by the meta point, yeah. I
0: think. Um cool. Well, You're really right. quickly, I want to say I'm about to read off some subs. By the way, if you are watching this right now, just do me a favor, hover your cursor over my stream. There's a very good chance that if you have an Amazon Prime sub, it'll show you now. I installed an add-on that just shows <laughs> you when your Twitch Prime sub is up if you hover over my stream and it's an extension or whatever. should be able to see it. If you see it, just press that button and send it over to me. All right. A uh, couple of people while we get the next caller. We got uh, Flaxen, who resubbed for two months, and Peggy, uh, Rama, 39 Uh, Cloud Alys, Tom Helios, Anime Girls for Christmas. Hungry, Lazy Panda, Yenovity, Volt Control Defeat (laughs) on the show. And the Blowfish is here. And the Blowfish. And the Blowfish is here. Where's
7: where's Hootie?
0: Where are you calling Uh, from, and the Blowfish?
7: I'm calling from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
0: Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So smooth with your answer. You got Mark over here squealing, and then we got you just... I'm here from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Well, you
7: gotta you gotta keep it calm sometimes. Yeah, thank in, you. In this crazy meta, you gotta keep it calm. Cool. <laughs> what do you? What do you, what, do you <laughs> what do you want to talk about right now? I mean, I mean, we've kind of been touching on it all night here. The meta is kind of a mess, and uh, it's having some real world consequences. You, uh, <laughs> Travis, sat down, did a nice interview the other day with Reckless. Saw the vid. Real good stuff. But essentially like you can tell in that interview he's like actually worried about his job
0: yeah right it took as his a job result from of
7: this yeah, overnight overnight he's like not as valuable and you could easily say at MSI one of the best performing Western players am I out of pocket
2: by saying that historically absolutely not That's a very true statement
7: so um and and you mentioned it something uh i don't know if it was reckless that said it where it's like double lift can only effectively play this adc meta just because he's just naturally a better player yeah reckless that was yeah. reckless's thesis that i mean i wholly believe that that's that seems 100 percent true to me i mean yep. uh i mean not gonna lie cloud nine playing keith bench and sneaky Kind of like what kind of ADC is really gonna pop up? I mean, how do how do you, how does double if stay relevant even you know if they continue on this trend?
0: So, uh, sorry, your, a... your major statement is just concern about uh sort of what this means for ADCs.
7: I mean, especially if like some of these players are like signed into multi year contracts and if uh I can't remember I think it was on the dive they're talking about like bruiser kill lane's bottom of like J four pantheon. Like you're not gonna get double lift playing J four pantheon. Double lift Olay playing J four pantheon? I mean maybe they should.
2: <laughs> Yo, double
8: lift. I mean, maybe J4 they should, is great. But, like
7: you know, as far as like maybe maybe double if can do it, but is is Keith gonna do it? Is is Altec gonna do it? You know, I mean maybe Who else they should. should. It sounds That's like you just don't just have faith in the North
0: American ADCs. You're like, these guys are going to start playing something new and original? Okay. I, I, mean, okay. I don't so, see that so, happening so, at all. So,
7: so we look for replacements in scouting grounds, uh, notable scouting ground potentials from the latter. Anyone got some good suggestions?
0: Yeah, keep uh, It's it's an interesting conversation. So as an aside, really quickly, I, I think it's interesting. And by the way, Blowfish, you're blowing into your mic a little bit. So if you could, oh, exactly. it works. I mean, it it fits really well with your theme but name if we could just clean it up. Um I think it's interesting Mark cuz I remember we were basically scoffing at this, right? Like the meta hit a bunch of reddit threads went up there like ADCs are no longer viable and and a lot of the the ADC players and marksman players started to freak out. And then we were kind of mocking it, right? It's like okay, well, actually I'm there's still mocking of, it. There's but I mean, we got reckless and Peter Peter, who seems to have been converted over to the idea that, like, ADCs are inherently worse than other options, right? Like, playing a marksman is a worse decision at all times than a different option at, at the competitive level.
2: Yeah, you... and I say that's bullshit. If okay. that's what your team's better at, like...
0: But it's not what... It's, it's it's
2: not... So you think, you think, like, the 42% only standard bot lanes... Or the 40 percent hybrid lanes in korea and china are just wrong
0: by the way i'm not saying i feel this way i never make any bold statements like that i'm just saying that the players think this and that it's starting to feel like it might be kind of true
2: no not at all i'm not being convinced anymore so who's, who is who are
0: still know. viable adcs
2: wait i ezreal kaisa lucian okay. varus I'm like, yeah, you can't get fucking comboed by Veigar at six. If Vigar. That was a Zed at six sitting Do in the brush. Do you intentionally
0: mispronounce all the champion names? Anyway, yes.
2: Heimer, Veigar, whatever. So... Any any level six so... burst mage that bursts you and kills you—that's always how League has worked. That's not a new thing. He was alone, one v one, and got like hundred to zero. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look at that and go like, oh fuck, marksman are dead. I'm like, man, Heimer's really fucking strong. It wasn't like. I mean, that happens sometimes in, in those bruiser bot lanes and mage bot lanes. I don't know. You know, so, they're, they're still being played all around the world to to find success.
0: So you think yeah. Reckless is wrong?
2: I think Fnatic's a unique situation where is really good and it works better for them. And uh, by the way, Reckless has a shit champion pool that was getting exploited at MSI already. Damn. He couldn't play Ezreal. He couldn't play Kaisa. What's strong in the meta right now? Damn. And, so like... I don't know. I'm not I'm not that. Like I agree he like it sucks that he like got devalued overnight, but like what do you want me to say? He he was not strong in the meta to begin with and then other things got buffed.
0: Yeah. And you and so you, you think do. there are other and that Peter's wrong too cuz Peter seemed is starting to get swayed by the reckless argument as well.
2: I'm not saying that like I think what it is right now is what's best for your play style will be what's best for your team. And like what's best for Fnatic's playstyle, because Reckless doesn't have a strong champion pool, is absolutely to put Whippo down there and then play the the bruiser mage bro- focused bot lanes and swap between him and Soaz. I think that's much more effective for them. I don't think that's better for Team Liquid. I don't think that you yeah. want a sub in Viper. I don't think you want double if learning Vladimir.
0: I think yeah, you want to but does that like- put Team Liquid at an inherent disadvantage against a team like Fnatic?
2: No, I think Team Liquid's worse than G Two Misfits and Fnatic, and they lost, and Lord. they can't even fucking beat Splice.
0: And you and you think that's because of skill, not because of champion like viability. I think that right? was more because than of... like. Would well, you here? Me let meta. me put it this way: If you yeah. were running a team, would you rather have Whippo available for you for bot lane or double lift? Double lift. Okay. In this. Depends meta. on
2: the whole team, though. Yeah. In this
0: meta, okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: I would want uh. Caps as well. Can I get caps?
0: No. Can mm-hmm. I
2: get so as well? No, no, no. Oh, so it's almost like maybe Fnatic's a better team and it's not that one position.
0: No, I just like telling you no. Maybe
2: saying looked like a fucking god this tournament on Pike and things like that, which we don't really play. Or maybe we don't play Aatrox and we got dicked by Aatrox.
0: Isn't this bad?
2: Why can we not play Aatrox? What does that have to do with Marksman?
0: I don't I don't know. I just I'm saying it's bad that we don't Man, play Mark any of these is... champions. Mark just
1: lighting up the floor right now. I'm loving. I mean, I, this. I all right,
0: listen, here's what I'll do, Mark. I'll this, go I right mean, up. this Let's is say, all
1: this makes a lot of sense to me. Mark, you
0: keep going. Like, I will go write, write an play. essay and I will get it back to you.
2: <laughs> all goes. I'm saying is I like that, that reference. Once, you can play marksman and if you if your team has a better strat available, don't yeah. play marksman. But if you don't have a better strat available, Marksmen are still fine. Ruler is on record being like, I don't know why the fuck people are complaining. You don't have to take my word for it. How about we take the world champion AD carry's word for it?
1: Yeah. And I mean like like I said Uzi was playing it too. He was playing yeah. Aatrox. So,
0: so so you're to go back to to and the Blowfish's concern, people like reckless is a unique situation other yes. Other ADCs should not be concerned, and it's not like Riot is like pushing ADCs or marksmen out of a job.
2: I think, I mean, yeah, you can make that case. I think it's fine. I think marksmen will slowly get buffed over time. Like I said, I don't think Riot is trying to kill marksmen either, so hopefully it gets into a spot.
7: So I'm on, uh, I've got the Lee client open right now. We were talking earlier about mana issues for some of the ADCs. Are we going to start some... talking numbers? I mean, there's no there's no item that's not a okay. essence reaver or trinity force that gives attack speed, and mana. Mm-hmm. Maybe an introduction of like some kind of new item chain that might focus on like attack speed, uh, mana, maybe CDR, could be influential in getting things like maybe like MF, more play time. Uh, I don't know, like, because right now, I, honestly, if you're in my solo queue game and you pick like Twitch or Vayne, like you're hard inting, and, and that's unacceptable. But like,
2: that's But just there's lots of metas like, like that. The
7: character is like no longer playable.
2: Yeah, but there's lots of metas like that, dude.
7: I, but wouldn't would 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 League of Legends benefit from I mean, having like... a meta where, like more champions are available. I mean,
2: the more champions are available. More More champions are available. What are you talking about? Are we getting greedy
7: by saying that not enough?
2: I think you could make the case that not enough marksmen are viable in the competitive scene right now. I think you could absolutely make that case.
9: I just don't think they're completely
2: dead. And no team is triple banning marksmen in the first round and being like, try and pick a marksman. One of the most extreme
7: portions of what I was thinking was like, what if riot games decided to not introduce new champions for let's say six months or a year and just they they want their game to not die though i mean but you are reworking champions also with that period i mean i'm not i'm just saying introducing like You've got a hundred and forty-seven or
2: so. I mean, they've like, already done that, mean? though. If if you yeah, there's attention. some
0: pretty long downtime between champion. And if, if you
2: know. look at the release cycle, the the new champion rate has dropped off significantly, and champion reworks are a lot more popular now than they were before. So like, they're already slowing down the new champion thing. Though I understand your point about I mean, focusing a little bit more. Will
7: we see a conclusion of that where we see like an even longer period of time? I don't know cuz i mean we could benefit from some additional items instead of cuz like i said there's a there's a dearth right now yeah there. but no
2: one no one wants another rework right now in week 4 like you're not yeah, gonna maybe not maybe not during the season yeah i think i think if you're looking at end of season end of this season end of worlds next season and they introduce some more things to help smooth out crit scaling champions builds then sure but like the problem with twitch and vayne isn't that they need mana it's that they just get all in to kill yeah yeah so i think uh you know maybe there's some item that is initially a defensive item and when you like you know how like murrah mana and manamune like change forms maybe there's something like that
7: something that develops
2: yeah buy a call it gives you fucking resist (laughs) and shit and then when you farm a hundred it turns into this item that you Ah, I'm i'm not even kidding like if that's what you fucking need sure i don't know
0: blowfish thank you so much for your call
7: Thanks guys. Uh, shout out uh, all the fun stuff. You know we have got to rock the Delta Fox jersey, the Tato. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, dude. Thank you. For yeah, watching. see you. Peace out, guys. All right, moving on to the next caller. Uh, what do we got? We got uh, more, more, more. Resub for three months. Back in the states from the international tournament. Oh wait, you never left. Fly Twist is subbed. Propel one two three subbed hype loves hack love shack has reset for two months and says love you babe okay uh rovert chidori subbed jordan reset for six months and uh we got and peggy in the call how's it going and peggy good how are you pretty good uh thank you for being a twitch sub where are you calling from
9: i am calling from austin
0: austin i love austin it's a great city south by southwest is there love the food I'd move to Austin if I couldn't live on the West Coast or New York.
9: I love Austin. I used to live in Omaha, Nebraska, and Austin is much better. Yeah,
0: you upgraded hard. I, I've never been to Nebraska, and if I don't ever go before I die, that'll be okay. What do you want to talk about on the show?
9: Um, I want to talk about how Echo Fox, with its kind of unique play style in comparison to a lot of other NA teams, can actually help North America become more competitive uh, on the international scene. So. Go ahead. Um, so uh, I just, I would like to caveat this, that I haven't been playing for very long and I've only started like regularly following uh, pro play since like the spring split. So if I'm like completely off the mark on anything, that's totally fine, but um, from what i can gather echo fox is very different since a lot of north american teams tend to play a lot more like tsm where they have a lot slower pace right so it's not quite so aggressive and crazy and all over the place but then echo fox is very different and so i think that that can be helpful in two ways one because if echo fox can stop inting they could actually be really competitive in the international scene, because then they can throw other teams off guard. And two, because I think that can actually help to shake things up in North America. So I competed and coached speech and debate for about 13 years. And in debate, there if there are people who are used to arguing a specific way, they might be really good at arguing that. But then if someone comes in and they have an argument that's significantly worse, but it's just different and crazy, and you don't have a response for it, you might still lose so if you're not used to doing that and to responding to that you're going to be caught off guard more often and so i seems to be very similar in league when teams aren't able to respond to crazy things they're caught off guard but if they're also used to responding to crazy things they're also going to be better able to play standard because they understand their team and how it functions better than they would if they're like oh i've been doing the same thing all the time and this is how it always works and they kind of get complacent in that so echo fox has the potential to be good if they can get things locked down but they also can help other teams get better by shaking things up instead of north america just having to wait to face international teams to realize that what they're doing isn't quite optimal
0: what i just realized is that you can totally cheese in speech and debate competitions and win.
9: Oh, oh yes, very. <laughs> Just much cheese so. your There's way to success in speech and debate. Argument.
0: Okay, that's uh, that's good because it sounds like that's ultimately what your argument is, right? Is that uh, Echo Fox might have strategies that are ultimately worse, but because they're different, it can lead them to success. Uh, that sounds very cheesy to me, right? That that the concept that you're going to try these unconventional strategies. I don't know i mean mark you tell me do you feel like echo fox is cheesing in all other games i know that we got hooney running around the map like he plays every role but Uh, i don't know if anything count like if what they are doing is that unconventional right like they're trying to force funnels that ultimately lose i wish an was in the twitch chat you know we always end up talking about his team when he's not here but yeah i don't know
2: at oh he's not here you're right Uh, I feel like you could call them cheesy in in most other metas you do, right? It's just this one's a little wilder, so people don't call them that. Yeah, we're
0: on a cheese Um, board. That's what this meta is right now. Yeah,
2: you got a cheese platter, and you're trying to see which cheese is cheesier. Yeah. I think the other thing is... brie, by the way. I think you can call them cheesy a little bit just because it's hard to imagine they're super practiced on any of these strategies, and it kind of functions... As attempting to make the other person as uncomfortable as possible, so they're playing a weird game and you're playing a weird game, and then like you just win that, and especially for Echo Fox, like they're a really scrappy team who are good at like winning fights and stuff. so I think it works well for them. but I, I could see it being called cheese in that sense where it's not like a really well practiced, amazingly thought out strategy that they've put hundreds of games on, like s- standard is for most people.
1: yeah, I so I think that you bring up a really good point, um, Peggy, but uh, the thing is that it's incredibly difficult to do well. We've seen actually historical examples of this in not only this game, uh, but other games. I really, really try my hardest not to reference Dota on this show, Uh, but the winner of the International, not this last year, but the year before, was a Chinese team called Wings that essentially did this to really great effect.
0: What, Kelby? Please. We lost. You're cutting in and out. Sorry. The. Where are you being serious or are you? Yeah. No. No. Literally. You, I you like I don't know if there's a like a, a second, fault in like, your cable oh, or something. But where
1: did you? Where did you last hear me? Sorry. Dota, you said Dota and Wings. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the the team that won TI not this last year but the year before was a Chinese team called Wings. And the thing about cheese that's really great is that uh, its advantage is that you're hitting some you're hitting your opponent with a situation that they're not familiar with they're not comfortable with right. But hypothetically because you're adept at this cheese, you have practiced it, and you are comfortable in this situation. So you have the advantage in that regard. The, the thing that's hard though about it is that because it's cheese and because um, it's not common, you don't have as much resource to pull from for perfecting this. And also, once your unique strategies uh, become learned by other people, they can see it and adapt to it. So when you're scrimming other teams in your own region, and uh, when you're playing these games, like people over time will have the ability to learn from what you're doing, and generally also, it's cheese, it's not standard meta, because there are reasons why people aren't tending to fall to this strategy. So, I agree that, in theory, if Echo Fox can pull this off, if they stick to this thing and they are able to develop uh, unique strategies and have unpredictable looks and enough of them, that they can continue pr- to uh, put up good performances for their opponents. It is is default, uh, like uh, like I think, un- inarguably the most effective way to play. If you can play something different than everybody else, and you can play it effective enough that uh, they don't know what you're picking, and you know what they're going to play because everybody else is running standard, then you have an advantage. It's just incredibly difficult to do that and that's why we don't see a lot of teams you know be able to take it to that to that final form and also like you know uh it's usually not not standard for a reason but yeah it, it in that hypothetical situation in which echo fox is able to do this i think you're absolutely right in that they make na a better region because they are used to seeing this stuff and they are better prepared for worlds uh because they have developed these really strong strategies and in a pocket
0: but are they even developing as good of strategies as eu and the rest of the world are are developing why haven't i seen heimerdinger in the NALCS before now mark
2: i mean to be fair heimer's not that popular elsewhere in the world if i'm not mistaken
0: okay so then let's just take it as europe right like heimer heimerdinger uh again like just sort of going off of this dinner video that i'm going to release later on peter was just like heimerdinger is op he was he was literally like asking perks and Reckless if there was a counter to Heimerdinger and he said I feel so bad for my teammates in solo queue right now Because I'm just running it down bot with Heimerdinger But it's just is an example right is that I yeah. worry that Echo Fox might be doing some interesting stuff, but I don't see them doing as interesting stuff as some of these other regions So is that enough to even give us a competitive advantage? I don't know mark or Peggy if you guys have either of you have a thought
2: I think uh, like you know, that's something that is very much like a scrim culture thing because it's what, what often happens and why people pick champions in League of Legends is because they'll play against it in solo queue or they'll see yeah. some changes to the champion on the patch notes and they'll want to try in solo queue and they play in solo queue and it goes well. Then they go, all right, I'll play that in the LC, I'll play that in scrims and then that goes well and they play in the LCS. No one in NA plays Heimerdinger. And so, like, if you don't get, other than like Heisendong, right? And like, if you don't get intro to it, you're never gonna play it and so like it's a weird like critical mass problem where like until you get butt blasted by it by another region you're not going to pick it up and i think that's and i'll have to check to make sure i'm not wrong here but i don't think it's getting played anywhere else in the world it's literally like a couple people i think uh i forget who peter said is like the one trick there's like a one trick pro player who says he has like 500 games on the champion i think it was maybe it was hyarnin or hill i think it was hyarnin and then, like, he probably just obliterated some people to the point that they learned it in EU. And that's why EU has the, the Heimerdinger pick.
0: The Heimerdinger tech? He's just been teching into Heimerdinger for <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, years. I'm not even kidding.
2: like, yeah, he's like, yeah that's just what happens. Yeah. And, like, eventually it'll catch on around the world. He unlocked um,
0: the Heimerdinger tech for the rest of his region.
2: Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Like look at look at what happened with Hecarim, you know? Like one team played that in Korea or China first and then like it spread and it spread to I think it started in China, then went to Korea and then came over the, across the sea once it was played there. But like that's kind of what happens and like I I'm more disappointed in like not trying. I agree we we sh- like we don't have anything and it's sad. Um I I agree. Like I don't know what to say like Hunter um,
0: Hunter came up Hunter and Twitch has NA came up with a brand.
2: Yeah, I think that one was a little bit more well known, but maybe uh, maybe it's just because I'm in NA. But like, yeah, I think like each region has some stuff that they think is just like crazy and broken, unless it is really broken, like Aatrox. Then it's getting played everywhere around the world. Can uh, we get
0: more of that over here in North America, Mark? Can you talk to the teams and see who's like a secret uh, one trick and make them play that nlcs i mean we
2: did that before we've done it before like remember when c9 went to worlds in 2015 and they played Vygar trist and everyone's like what the fuck are you oh, doing yeah. and then they, they went 3-0 like it happens yeah. uh and then they just got banned and they didn't have a second strap but you know whatever
0: yeah okay uh, peggy go ahead
9: um honestly i my point wasn't so much that they need to have a new strategy every single game or even like continue at the same point it's more that this experimentation kind of what you're talking about helps to make them better. So if I play only one champion and I only play mid, I might know my champion really well. I might know all of my matchups really well, but the instant someone brings a champion that I'm not used to into the lane, I'm not going to know how to respond. But if I learn to play a bunch of different champions in a bunch of different positions, then I'm going to understand my champion more and understand the game better and be able to play it better. So my thought is, whether or not they need to come up with new tricks every single time, probably not optimal, probably not possible, but by trying it and trying different crazy things, they become better as a team because they understand different matchups better and learn to adapt better. But then also other teams become better because of it since they're practicing against a bunch of different stuff.
6: Yeah, Uh, and I
0: think that's kind of what Kelby addressed at the beginning, right, is that this stuff is good because it's sort of forcing innovation and uh, attempts to learn, uh, learn that though. Kelby, you were saying it was more good for, it was better market. It was better for Echo Fox, where is Peggy if, and Peggy is, is much more of the opinion that this is actually a comprehensive effect across all of our North American teams.
1: Yeah. I'm just wondering if what Peggy is talking about is like, too unrealistic as far as like uh pro players being able to spend enough time on really getting what they need to out of different roles and champions like reckles doesn't have a 10 champion pool because he sucks and he's a bad player and he only knows how to like you know like play 10 champions and he's limited in that regard it's just like that's how many champions pro players typically
0: know yeah so he doesn't have time, a 10 yeah, champion and they rotate. he was saying in the interview that there are 10 viable champions bottom and none of them are like his yeah but
1: let's let's okay let's say he knows 10 ADs, though right or something like that whatever whatever the number is if it's 10 it's 5 15 blah 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 uh, but uh, Peggy, correct me if I'm wrong, but what it seems like you're talking about is that Echo Fox does something where they are playing more champions and have players playing in more roles than, than standard teams are doing.
9: Well, I think the point is it's kind of that idea of like the whole one trick thing, right? So they put mm-hmm. um, Dardoch on Rengar top because he's good at Rengar. So that works for them. So they're kind of using that uniqueness about them but they're trying it they're kind of putting it out there and so that kind of experimentation is helpful to them and Mm -hmm. it's helpful to other people and regardless of whether or not like everyone should then learn Rangar or learn vladimir if you're trying it at the very least you're understanding it more so even if you can't do it you can better exploit it if you play against it
2: yeah I think the idea of playing against something as good experience is a little eh, because if Dardoch top is the only person, or if the only person playing Rengar top, you actually don't need to practice against it, arguably. Yeah. Because that's, that's what a lot of teams do, is if you play some cheese shit against them in scrims, they'll just ban it out so they force you to play standard and you stop playing cheese against them. Uh, because they feel like it's like, well, I'm never going to have to learn that matchup. And maybe that's a bad long-term approach to the game, and you probably don't want to do that in solo queue necessarily but in scrims preparing for a certain opponent for the next week it's like i'm not playing Dardock next week i'm playing impact i don't need to learn how to play against rengar right now i I need to play against orn and M- mundo or something you know
9: yeah that's fair
0: kobe did you turn the ac on just now can you close the, can you close the other windows the brief no not this the fan on. travis we're doing brief, a show oh you turn the fan on not the AC. Are we just taking breaks out? This That's is fine. Um, all right, Peggy. Yes, Sam thinks it's getting too hot in here, so we need to move on. But thank you so all much right. for your call. Yes, of course, I appreciate it. Yeah, Do you have thanks any any, any shout outs, any final thoughts?
9: Um, no, it's just been really great. This is my first time watching it live. I usually just watch it after the fact, so this has been very fun. All right,
0: very good. Thank thanks you so coming much. Coming out. Yeah, all right, moving on to uh some more shout outs by the way thank you if you hover your cursor over the twitch screen right now you'll see if you have a twitch prime sub you can send it my way let's see uh rovert story jordan resubbed zafri gluconime rolled unbalanced resub for two months keep up the great content reckless interview was amazing Akronub resubbed chaotic blizzard grizzly smiles ray on the moon Giants The Dranzigore Sham 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 Gifted Sub to Jiggly Wiggly A Lost Pig And Easy Bake It Up Moving on to the next caller We got Dr. Manhattan Returning to the show He's been playing Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 For the past 55 minutes And he's a Twitch sub Thank you For calling in Dr. Manhattan And I believe you're calling From Florida
10: Uh, Washington D.C. Fuck <laughs> I met awesome. you
0: in Miami I forgot that you <laughs> Lived in Traveled Yeah well, listen, I don't normally try to remember, but I tried this time, and it didn't work out well.
2: You learned your lesson, dude. Don't do that again.
0: Yeah. Uh, what also, do you want to talk about on the show, Dr. Manhattan? And thanks for being a Twitch sub.
2: Yeah, no problem. Uh,
10: just for the record, I just did the Ultimate Worlds Capcom 3 just to mess with you. I actually haven't even been actively doing it. But uh, I'm my topic that I wanted to talk about was uh, what you guys were talking about before the call-ins was just, I think, Kelby or somebody talked about how, like, Making it out of groups and worlds really isn't, like, this, like, is like, I mean, ma- while, while nice and kind of a feels-good man, like, isn't just, like, this ultimate thing that people make it out to be in, and ultimately it boils down to just the constant beatdowns that NA has gotten in the past couple of world championships, and that's kind of why I feel like groups just seems like the goal, or making it out of groups just seems like the goal for some strange and almost sad reason.
0: Just making yeah, it out of groups, it's, like, sad? Right. <laughs> oh. All right, so one thing I'll say. It's sad
1: that our goal is to make it out of groups, man. Who cares? That doesn't mean you're good. I, I understand what, what Mark said earlier, but, like, yeah, it's only our goal because that's how low our bar is for, but it's for about feeling progress. any sort of. Yeah, progress to what?
0: Listen.
2: I'm split down the middle here. When you
0: it. don't want people to ever take samples at ice cream places. You don't start off with no one should ever get an ice cream sample. Okay, okay, you we say, gotta work. You should only have Kelby's, four. Right, right. Can you, All right. you
2: imagine when Kelby is 40? Like, how much of a curmudgeon he'll be then if he's it,
0: this bad already? Goddamn, kids! Order your ice cream! He wasn't like this before he got married, by the way. I think at that point in time, <laughs> he just started aging more rapidly.
1: How is this, this Brittany's fault? It's not
0: Brittany's fault, I'm, but it's you deciding to get married. Is she in the background yelling right now? oh nope no it's fine it's fine Brittany. If we're talking no, about geez, a different britney tell her it's a yeah. different britney oh that'll help god
1: <laughs> jesus Travis it's a is separate struggling one struggling
2: with with relationships
1: no, no no uh i get what you're saying there but like let's be real NA's is never winning worlds so what are we making progress towards you know
0: like peter an, says NA pl- that Na will or no he said something like no. NA's gonna show up at some point in time right show up like as in like get out of groups <laughs> yeah that's that's showing up
1: but as as dr manhattan was saying it's sad that that's what showing up is for us yeah. it, it, i just don't there needs to be a greater change than like a team getting it together or figuring it out the reach are you making fun of my hand movements? no i
2: don't know i just started
1: first, but... <laughs> uh, no uh a, a team needs like there has to be a greater region shift as a whole, in our player base, in our in a way that things are approached in order for NA to win Worlds. Or they need to completely remove the number of imports that you can have, and we go full Korean. And then I think we can fully win Worlds. I absolutely believe. We have the money to afford a
0: really good Korean roster. No, that would be on a NA Silicu and on NA Ping. Our imports imports never get better when they come to North America. Acquisition. Right before the tournament.
1: We just need Riot to like remove all sort of legal restrictions that would stop us.
2: So we buy the L C K champion and we're like Class yes. nine.
1: Yeah, rebranding right before like Samsung Galaxy did, right before uh, you know, they went to their worlds and they had a terrible performance. But that year, was it was it who were they before were they? Ozone? MV- MVP. MVP. OZA. MVP, right. And then uh, they got rebranded Samsung. That's what we need. We need that permission. So right, saying,
10: let's Steve buy is... the team. What, we should, what you're saying is, we should just do the Overwatch League thing and just
2: go NYXL. Yes. yes. Uh,
1: NYXL. Right. A little Spitfire. You know? Let's go.
2: I want to back it up a little bit. I, Sorry. I want to back
0: it up <laughs> Sorry. a lot of it. Sorry.
2: Sorry. No, we're good. I just want to go back to, um, like, you know, I think it was Thorin who tweeted this out, which is Uh-oh. probably not the best name to drop right now, yeah. but I agree with the sentiment <laughs> that in in esports, top eight is not always held in high enough regard uh, in tournaments. Like, top eighting and getting out of groups in CSGO is a big accomplishment. Like, getting to top eight at TI is a big accomplishment. Like, in Smash Bros, getting top eight for 99 percent of the players and teams even competitively playing this is show a big... is a
0: top eight league of legends podcast yeah that's and that, a big that's a big, deal. big accomplishment and that's what when i tell you... myself every morning when i wake up
2: uh no but <laughs> like okay so you're not mango or armada uh and that's not who you are right now you're not skt but like getting top eight is still an accomplishment and i think it's it sucks for league and na in particular they haven't like beaten anyone good i think i find that way worse than that we haven't you know we we get out of groups and that's an accomplishment to us like whatever like getting out of groups is is cool i think like i anyone who gets out of groups should feel pretty happy but i think you know it would have been nice if somewhere along the past six years we beat
0: anyone good yeah progression is important and that's... Well, I'm just saying, like,
2: getting out of groups for every team, it should not be poo-pooed, you know? Like, I think that actually is a big accomplishment for, for I, most people.
0: I I
1: agree with you, but the fact of the matter is that it is still, like, saying it doesn't change it. It's it's still poo-pooed, and it's not going to change, I don't think. Like, people are not going to go, like, you know what? This CSGO team got top eight at that major. They're really
0: fucking good. Like, they don't know. No, care. but I think if North America did, they'd feel that way. What if, no, what if gonna, we got all three teams out of group stage in the top eight?
2: And then we got three Korean seeds and we got fucked or something. You know, like, I wouldn't feel that bad about that year. I'd be like, wow, we
0: got dicked by the draw.
1: We would feel very good, I think, for the first time that it happened.
0: And what if, what if we did it and Europe didn't get anybody out of groups that year? Wouldn't we feel words. amazing... Like sure, well, sex is good, but have you ever gotten all three of your NA seeds out of groups? At the I would same give Europe, up sex not it for, at all?
2: for what? How long would you give up sex for for that, Travis?
0: Well, I'm, I've been giving up sex for 29 years, Mark. All right.
2: <laughs> What's one more, dude? Give it up for the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I I also see the other side of it where it's like at the end of the day, NA hasn't done shit internationally in forever other than like that one MSI run with CLG. So like, you know, I I get the other side too, where it's like, it's not impressive because we haven't done anything. Yeah. C9 getting out of groups over like two teams who like choked their balls off and EDG had scout inting for five games was not like, wow, way to go NA.
0: Hunter, the manager, runner, team runner of Golden Guardian says, we need to get Travis sex. Maybe that's the problem. Dr. Some Manhattan, what do that? you think of uh, our general conversation here?
10: Yeah, and also, on the other side of the coin, I will admit that, um, I mean, even though NA hasn't performed, like, I obviously hasn't gotten top day to eight. I've, I was looking at the past couple of world championships, and people act like NA got, like, completely, like, dicked. Like, that would be a feels bad man. Like, if, if like, NA just completely, like, didn't even win a game. Like, kind of like some of like, these wild card teams. I mean, you had two tiebreakers last year, which... Yeah. You know, I mean, there was that, at least. I mean, the only year I think that was absolutely unacceptable was probably 2015, where, like, CLG did the whole BRTT thing. Uh, TSM, I think, part said they were, like, mentally checked out, so they didn't even try in that really hard group. And then C9 went from, like, 3-0 to, like, not even leaving groups. Yeah,
2: 0-4.
10: Yeah. So, like, other than that, like, there there have been a few close ones. I mean, TSM was just, like, I think had the same record at the end of, uh, as RNG, but just got lost because of the tiebreaker and could have forced a tiebreaker but the, um,
2: the real problem with all those is that usually europe china and korea have one team doing better than north america's best team and that's i think that's what it uh amounts to is that like it's not specifically groups or quarters or whatever it is it's that like we're always getting outdone, and we're definitely like the region that has to try and justify their position at the big boy table the most
10: yeah that's that's probably the Know
0: what's most fair to say. Alright, so the final verdict is yes, it's sad, but at least we got we can progress there and it would still be an accomplishment. I
2: feel like you didn't listen to anything.
0: <laughs> it's been a tough twenty
2: one years. If,
1: but... What if what if NALCS had EU L C S viewership, man? Holy shit, think about that.
2: Uh, have you no.
1: watched recently? <laughs> I mean, it's still not as bad as EU L C S. No.
0: But...
1: Have you watched recently? I guess not.
0: Is it as bad? Just as bad? They're on the same. So EU is on the rise and NA is on the fall.
1: Oh, it's happening! Uh oh, this is not good.
2: The flipping. This is
1: not good.
2: uh, Get your water pails. We need to get off this boat.
1: Whoa! Steve, move the. Apply for EU franchising. Hurry, do it now.
2: All right, let's move on. We we got three callers. Doctor
0: Mahan, thanks for the call. Appreciate this it. is the doomsday scenario! Get, let Dr. Manhattan say something at the end here.
10: Sorry. It's- it's all good. Uh, awesome being here again, and shout out to Owen by HP, and not the Chainsmokers.
0: Thank you, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. FUCK THIS GUY, DUDE! All WHAT right. IS HE DOING ON well, HERE?! Kelby, you're peeking. What? You're so loud all of a sudden. I'm just sorry.
1: Holy shit. If EU has better viewership than us, what do we have left? The money goes with the viewers! We're gonna be fucked!
2: Kelby, you have a new caller.
0: Oh, that was really quick. Mechalora. Oh,
2: that's because I feel like Kelby will be very interested in our last caller.
0: Mechalora oh, is a Twitch sub. Thank you for being a sub. What do you want to talk about on the show?
3: Uh, Yeah, I wanted to talk about how reckless, when he benched himself, it's something that I've never seen before, not even in
2: like, traditional sports. Only sport. himself.
3: Uh, well, that was like for one game, and he was like, oh, wait, we suck. I...
2: To be fair, yeah. One was more of like a panic benching, and one was like, I don't think I should be playing right now. Yeah, he like,
3: yeah. It, well, Reckless like actually sat down and thought to himself, like, we just aren't as good with me as a starter. Like, we're better with Weepo uh, playing. And and I think that's just something that we don't see from athletes in any sense of the word nowadays.
0: Yeah, I think it's because normally the coach would make that decision, and there's enough trust that the coach could, could do that, right? The coach has such control over... Uh, traditional sports teams that, like, I don't think it ever enters into the player's mind that they could dictate the terms of something like that. I mean, Mark went off on the idea that Ole would bench himself uh, before whenever we had that conversation. Mark, how do you feel about Reckless benching himself?
2: I think it's fine. I think they're two totally different situations. Like like Michaelara was saying, like, one was kind of like a panic benching, and you're benching yourself for Joey, Joey, who's never played with your team before. And one is for Whippo, who actually has performed decently well on uh, pretty large stages, and in a meta where it makes sense to do this. So, like, I actually do think it's totally fine for Reckless to like. I think it, I think it was a, like to Mechalar's point, like a good move for their team. I think Fnatic is clearly better with Whippo down there than Janna out of Reckless. So,
1: what was the what was the like stance or the take? That Here, it's something like, well, we haven't
0: I, I, seen before. Do you, you, you think it's commendable, Mekalora? Oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's like amazing for it, like that that
3: he like had the mental, like kind of like strength to just say, hey, I think we're better. I know last year I was like the star player for the roster, but
1: mm-hmm.
3: I think we're just better off with uh Weepo starting in place of me, and then I'll just like do my own thing in solo queue and get some scrim time if possible. It's just like. Uh what was the example I was thinking of? Oh like Carmelo Anthony uh, for people who don't watch basketball like got traded to the Thunder and in the news conference like leading up to that season somebody in the audience suggested that he should come off the bench and he like turned to someone who works for the team and was like yeah that's yeah that's that's ridiculous like me bench me get playing off the bench is just like a ridiculous statement Even though he had like statistically his like worst season following that statement.
2: Yeah, I think it is commendable that like he is willing to do what's best for the org, which is something that like I don't think a lot of people are willing to do. Um,
0: Especially given, I I feel like in the past people have said that Reckless has got a huge ego and that it's been an issue on teams he's been on in the past. That's been the rumor, Mm and so this feels very much to fly in the.
2: Well, it it does depend on. I mean, like to be fair. To play the the devil's advocate who's a cynical asshole it could just be that he knows he's not very good in the meta and he doesn't play in the meta like you could easily take the cynical asshole perspective and be like well he was playing janna and karma and looking like dog shit and people were making fun of him so he benched himself so they couldn't you know like that's another perspective if you wanted to be a jerk
3: i also wanted to mention how him benching himself is something that like now that his contract's up after this uh split when he if he like looks to go to actually, like, go to. Uh, are you pay, talking like, about reckless? I thought he
0: signed a pretty long deal. You... Oh, did he?
3: Did he get an extension? Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah,
0: he extended, and t- there was a big deal about that. Um, I interviewed him at All Stars about it, where he was talking oh, about why mind. he decided to go for a multi-year contract with Fnatic.
3: Well, never mind.
0: <clears throat> this is awkward. Um, <laughs> no, oh. uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's impressive uh and i think yeah it's something that not too many people are talking about i don't know if i missed that story before i don't know where that story came out because i didn't know it before i talked to him but um it's yeah i
3: didn't learn about it until your interview yeah. slash dinner thing
0: yeah as the way it should be you know people don't know anything breaking about breaking news league scene from Travis without hearing it from me first but i i don't know it's interesting I'm curious what the solution is for him long time long uh, long term is because I don't know it, it doesn't sound like there's anything on the horizon for crit ADCs maybe there are and then he just like bursts back into the scene but also I mean, they like
2: just buffed him didn't they eight thirteen had buffs for crit marksman
0: well at least from reckless's perspective I don't think he felt like it's enough like he's he's looking down a tunnel that he doesn't feel like there's necessarily light at the end of so
3: yeah. He, like in his solo queue, he's only been playing marksman and other stuff. If he gets filled, so I, I think he's just hoping it goes back to the stuff he's good at.
0: Yeah.
1: In your in your interview, he said he was going to start playing other champions, but then he just like had just recently started doing that.
0: Yeah, he said he started playing new champions, but he was saying he was doing that more to help provide additional context and support to Whippo than because he thinks he's going to like burst on the scene one day as Vlad
1: damn
0: i don't know that interview it's that's uh it was a really interesting interview i was happy he he by the way you want to talk about hang on you want to talk about something pro players never bench themselves other than you know the Ole thing pro players never message me and say you want to do an interview and he did that he was like hey i'm flying to north america tomorrow do you want to do an interview I'm do, we did one because of that. So shout out what, to reckless, by the way, because I wish more. Is he gonna
2: have... live on your couch for a little bit? Is he gonna go <laughs> the full double lift? I wish. How many hot men can you fit in that one tiny apartment? You got Kobe. I don't know, Mark. You reckless. wanna come over? I don't think I'm I'm qualified. That's that's some esteemed company.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mega Laura, uh, thank you so much for your call.
2: Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me on.
0: Right, have a good one. All right, uh, quick shout-out here. Uh, where were we? Kulas33, resubbed for six months. Omen by HP, get that merch store up and running, Kebly. We want that Hotline League merch. Are you doing a merch store for us, Kebly? By the way, uh, thank you. Kebly? Six months, thank you so much, Kulas. Gloater subbed. Rogaine St. Vicious subbed. It's Law 62 <laughs> subbed. <laughs> REL 7891 subbed. I'm Real back, Foxy resub for eight months and says I want a team from the bottom, middle, and top. What? Uh Raldios uh, sub for four months and says hello. Alright. R Gibbons ninety two is here. R Gibbons ninety two, where are you calling from?
11: Hey man, I'm calling from uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Nice, very South cool. Carolina. What year were you born in? <laughs> uh eighty five. What? What? You say
2: AD five? You're two thousand years old?
11: You know it. Oh, R
0: no, Gibbons, yeah, you're
11: such a troll. What What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um, basically, I think that hundred thieves made a really smart long term play about trading uh, meteos because the way that the way that Levi looked, um, this whole. In my opinion, from what I've seen of 100 Thieves games, only got to catch two, he looked really strong. Yeah, but how did Brandini like look? So? Has... Brandini looked awful. He looked like trash. Well, how does Someday normally look? He's
0: saying long term.
11: Yeah, long term. Someday... You could well, keep Levi weeks, around without Someday's trading Medios, really so good. I don't know
0: why it's a good long
11: term so- solution. Because Medios, I've been a big fan of Medios since, like, you know, original season 9 Quantic days. Um, and I remember KDA Medios, but I really just KDA think Meteos. that. Did his you know that Kelby used to call him the Sun God? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> the so
8: sun god.
0: Two he was the Sun God, 10. man. Can we just love this guy. You have to leave in two minutes.
2: No, it's just almost ten. As well, as much as I love we Kelby, started, we started, him started the sun a little bit god late because of his bleached hair.
0: He said the and sun He was god, really good at League of Legends. He said the Sun God is a jealous god. And he would talk about how the sun god wanted <laughs> all the farm. <laughs>
1: um, dude, I forgot. That's so good, I forgot about that. Yeah. And dude, I was was so hilarious. I'm a big
11: fan of Medios, and I'm really sad that he got traded to FlyQuest, but I, I don't know. I just feel like Levi's raw potential alone is going to get them further down the road compared to what Medios can bring to the table.
0: I just um, don't know why you need to trade Medios in order to unlock that potential. Like, long-term like why not just keep levi around for summer split and then bring him in at the start of next year and trade Medios? Sure. like i don't think that trading Medios now is a good thing for you because like i don't think they're going to be playing oh, no. levi I, this com- coming week.
11: I completely agree with that i think the whole onda swap even if you're not going to be using levi and you're going to be keeping sunday and ryu in um i think that's a terrible like on not Great by any means. He looked okay at best at times when he was on Black West.
2: Okay, I mean, I guess I agree. Are we just gonna like not ever assume that like there was problems behind the scene with Medios that they that they wanted to move him for? That like they talked about how the team synergy wasn't there and they weren't gelling in that post. And then you could watch the you could watch the the heist video where they were like being pretty like sticky on an Uh, issue like
11: right i don't think it like was a little more aggressive was, towards each other
2: yeah i don't think it was just like man i wish there was some way to play levi and see how good he is oh let's just trade Medios. like i don't think yeah. that was the one to start. no i mean not, yeah, i don't think it's more to travis like i don't think it was like man okay. we have to move Medios to play levi It was like things aren't working uh and we need a substitute jungler if we're going to make this work and maybe Medios is refusing to substitute out or whatever and play an academy Whatever it is, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, I think there's more to the story than just want to play Levi.
0: I think Reddit deleted my should Medios join Hundred Thieves video or should Medios join TSM video that was on the that
11: I posted. The Reddit <laughs> mods loves it. you, Travis. The Reddit
0: what mods the deleted it. I was gonna go how check is, uh, like how, what lead. the reactions were.
1: Did
11: the League of Legends subreddit
1: mods are hilarious.
0: They so, look, I. I mean I don't, yes, I get that it made sense to maybe trade Medios given all the conflict and shit, but I don't think that it's a good long-term decision because of Levi. Like it's probably a good long-term decision. Well, it's a questionable good long-term decision because maybe like I I'm not sure if 100 Thieves gets to go to Worlds now, but I think there was a pretty good chance they could have gone with Medios. Um time will tell, I guess, but it's much more quest it's it's much it's interesting.
11: Um, I feel yeah. like they might be bringing Levi up a little sooner if Honda ends up shitting the bed.
0: Well, but uh, how do you do that?
11: Uh, yeah, I don't mean, know. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. Why like, I, I mean,
2: like, even though I was playing Devil's Advertisement You stuck with there. Brand... Sorry, you go. I was
11: talking over you. No, I was going to say you're either stuck with Brandini or Lynn Sanity, which I don't know how bad Linsanity is doing. I haven't been really paying attention to anything other than the C9 games in Challenger, but.
2: Uh, yeah, Linsanity's not great. Brandini, I think, is actually okay because who wasn't getting dicked against the European top laners? So I wouldn't mind seeing a little more of him, but you definitely don't want to lose Dumb Day, who's a beast, so. Yeah, I he don't... was a
11: monster last week.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what they do. Their roster is like a bunch of good players that just don't slot in correctly together. So I
11: mm-hmm.
2: I'm not sold it's a good long term move either. <laughs> I don't know as much as I was arguing against Travis, I, I actually think I mostly agree with him.
0: Link says that Wonder is really fucking good because he laned against him. Thanks, Link.
2: I mean I I believed it before that, but it's always good to get more data. Wonder Wonder's a beast.
0: Yeah. I don't know. If doing well against washed up league players is a proof of, of concept. Jesus, wow. Travis.
1: <coughs> now you got to get Austin group. on the call to defend
0: himself. Hey, I've been trying to bait him. He just hangs out on the Twitch chat, gives commentary, all right? Gets excited whenever Kelby says something about Dota. Uh, R. Gibbons, thank you uh, for your, your yeah, topic. Man. I think it was a good one.
11: I absolutely appreciate it, and a big shout-out to you and, uh, you and Mark. You guys have I've been a big fan of y'all for a long time. Thank you.
0: Thank and, you for watching.
11: And thank you for not including yeah. Kelby in that shout-out. I appreciate <laughs> it. I, I've just recently learned about Kelby May from this show, so, yeah. so I'm sorry. growing sorry to Sorry
1: Don't need to get baited by Travis.
0: Yeah. His best days are behind <laughs> him
2: anyways. So you don't need to know Kelby.
11: <laughs> Link says...
0: All right, have a good night, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good night, dude. Link says, look at this interviewer begging for pro players to call him for interviews. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Uh, where were we? Uh, Real a Foxy gifted enough. us up to the Mark Z. Uh, Danks resub reset for four months and says, thanks, Owen by HP. Uber Lawn Gnome resub for five months. Owen by HP helped deliver my firstborn child. Thanks, Owen by HP damn korean jesus 21 sub bromine lol subbed the Marum guy reset for three months dark ray 10 subbed thank you mxr subbed the squirrel 2 subbed Copyright subbed so many subs tonight healer 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 sent 300 bits all right we'll get to the rest of those at the end of the show but we we got zentrix as our last caller of the night zentrix what do you want to talk about
8: hey uh how are you doing travis
0: doing pretty well thank you very much
8: uh I want I wanted to talk about the current decline of League of Legends in the West and if you don't mind like me talking about my background on where my stance is from my background in League of Legends. I've been playing League since season two and in the last two seasons I've been high masters Damn. and this this year I was super excited because I was I've been working part time through while working being at university full time saving money to go to Korea with some other challenger players. I was going to go with my friend Sawyer and I have recently recently given that up and decided to keep my money and just say it's not worth it for me because I, I just feel like league has is just declining in general in the west and I just want your opinion Why on was that. it
0: worth it before?
8: Because I always I've always had this side the side dream of becoming a professional player and I won't say that I wanted to be a professional player for the dream of just being in the fame and playing because you have such a great passion for the game. But it doesn't hurt. As you as you get older and older and you mature, because I'm a freshman at NC State University, which is actually a pretty big league community. It's just that when your friends stop playing the game, you start losing motivation and grinding solo queue especially in na where people don't take it seriously gets extremely fatiguing and you start to have the thought of can i actually do this professionally and do i want to do this professionally
0: yeah but my question is like what what was it that you what made you want to do it professionally before because
8: i always i've been playing since season two and i always looked up to pro players and it was just a massive passion of mine because i loved playing the game but as As the years have gone on and I'm being a full time university student, it's gotten harder and harder and it's and more and more fatiguing, which is why I think it's the popularity of League of Legends has definitely dropped in the West. And I don't, and people say it's because of Fortnite, it's because of this, it's because of that. I think, I don't think it's that. I think it's because the reason why people play games specifically in North America has drastically changed.
0: So I'm, I'm a little where confused has... by the link here because you say that you you went to college, it became more fatiguing, and then you jump to the player decline, right? You say like right. – and that's why there's a player – is it like everybody who was playing the yeah. game is now in college and they're more fatigued or – I just so don't understand people... the link.
8: Nice. The link is because when, when the game was booming, a lot of people started League of Legends like Season 4. That's Season 4, Season 5, in my opinion, where the biggest – booms of League of Legends when the LCS like really like started to kick off like go full steam full throttle and people are watching the LCS like crazy but as time goes on it gets it's just I feel like it gets repetitive and even though they change a lot of things and I currently think League of Legends is one of the best states it is to play the game as a player for fun because playing the game with your friends right now is in a great state almost everything works everywhere in the game theoretically for fun on a casual level,
0: but, and I, go ahead. No, no. Okay. I'm just, so you wanted to be a pro player, but mm-hmm. now you don't because the player base declined.
8: Well, so, no, well, no, no they're, are unrelated topics, okay. but I'm just saying think... that that's my background from where I'm coming from and how I feel on the topic.
2: So to summarize, and you can tell me if I get this wrong, you were someone who used to be very, or still are very good at this game. You used to play it competitively with the dream of eventually going pro. Uh, As time went on, your friends and people started dropping off. And then you also started being less excited about it. And when you look around you now, you see this landscape where it doesn't feel like the hype is there and it's it's largely declining. (laughs) Yeah. And,
8: And I don't know if you guys saw that Reddit video when RNG won MSI but there was a reddit video out there of uh it was a chinese university of when rng won they were all like outside their dorms was screaming at each other like let's go like i'm like holy shit that's so hype like they are so enthusiastic about league and and they are and they do try hard and the reason that's why i wanted to go to korea in the first place and i had three thousand dollars saved out for this entire past year to step forward that and it's just like it's just like you play na solo queue and you just realize like People just really don't give a shit. And when I have a, uh, my girlfriend just started trying to pick up League of Legends and it's so difficult for her to like keep wanting to play because it's so much easier for her to click two buttons and be on like an equal playing field in Fortnite (sighs) rather than having to grind for 70 plus hours just to hit level 30 and own like 20% of the champions. Like it just takes so much time to have 100% of 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 the playing field available to you in League of Legends whereas other games is very quick. I, which I I'm I'm
0: just worried that you're hopping around from a lot of different topics, right? Because it, yeah. at times I feel like you're talking about you not wanting to go pro anymore and now we're talking about it becomes too long to unlock champions.
8: Well, He's just providing th- that is as is background all... context for Perfect. his point. I'm saying this is yeah. I don't think this, this comes... is that hard to. I'm so I'm confused.
0: You're
1: attacking no. Travis's livelihood. It's okay. We'll get through this topic. No, today. no, no, no,
0: so, I, so I don't tra- mind. Can I ask a He's Can not, not attack attacking. Yeah, sure. it, it's not attacking my livelihood. I'm just confused I'm, by the argument, but
8: I'm, I'm saying it's all of these things coming into one because it's dev- because I see it. I I, ha- I went to university with a bunch of my friends and my university has a great college team. And a lot of the players on that team are masters. And I went to, and throughout all of my high school, whatever, All of my friends play League of Legends. Almost none of them do anymore. Almost all of them have quit out of sheer frustration out of the game at points, and they've been playing for so long. And the thing is, the player base is dying, I think, in my opinion, in the West, because a lot of people picked up the game early on and played it for an extended period of time, and those players are getting burnt out of the game. And the player base is not replenishing because getting into the game, and getting into League of Legends is hard. And the, the and the Asian attitude towards League of Legends and in and, and in in general is to work hard things that you like and enjoy. In America, people pick things up, they like it, they play it, they're like, oh, this is cool, and then they drop it. People in America and especially in NA are exactly like that. So I'm not surprised that League of Legends is dry, is just dying in the West, and I don't know how Riot is going to bring viewership back into League of Legends and going to make League of Legends great again and bring that spark it had in 2015. Because I remember I went to Madison Square Garden where I had the pleasure of meeting you, Travis, in 2016. And that was the best, best of three semi-final game ever. Like, it was fantastic. I agree. It was SKT versus Rocks Tigers, and I am so glad I got to experience that. And I really, really look forward to having another experience like that.
1: So Zentrix... Is it fair to say then that you think that the decline of League of Legends is the we- in the West, in particular in the U.S., is because of the way that uh, already audi- our audience consumes and rotates through like games that are popular in our sphere? Is Precisely. that like, yeah, the League has just done its natural popularity cycle, and well, it's not it's necessarily. My... Oh, sorry, go ahead. N-
8: no, I just my opinion is League of Legends will never. Die, die, because League of Legends is without a doubt one of the most competitive esports and has a fantastic viewer experience. Where I I personally think uh, Overwatch League is, you know, the game is very competitive, but the viewer side of things aren't that great. CSGO is another example, whereas uh, not that it's a dying game, but the viewership is great. The competitiveness is great. That game will always be around. League of Legends will always be around. Okay, so let's just let's
0: let's type into it. So, Kelby, thoughts? I mean,
1: we talk about this a lot, Travis. You know that I agree with our buddy here, and I I, I agree with the reason as well. I think that, uh, and it's not just League. Uh, Dota, um, CSGO, Overwatch, I think, are all experiencing this same thing. Uh, Dota viewership, OWL viewership, over the course of the, the four splits that they've done, uh, League viewership. Um, CSGO, we don't know because it's on Facebook and who. <laughs> I mean,
0: we don't and have that Turner. data. It's already yeah, declined exactly. so much.
1: Yeah, like, all of these games are not doing good from a viewership standpoint over, like, the last 18 right. months. Um, and their player bases are also reflecting that. Riot has not published player base numbers um, in a long time, and but they used to publish player base numbers, and usually when your player base is growing, you like to tout that out. Uh, people are loud about those things. Um So yeah, no, I agree entirely, and I think that this is one of the larger things that eSports will just have to deal with and figure out as it tries to become more mainstream prevalent, is how does it deal with uh, the fact that its title popularity, I think, will continue to shift over time and bounce to new things. And the scary thing about it, if I were a team owner, in this situation, is that, like, you have League, Dota, and CS, Overwatch League, and CSGO viewership doing this, and Fortnite, which is, like, the next up-and-coming big thing, right? Or even the battle royale genre in general, is not a great esports
8: substitute right now. It is definitely not. No, It's way too RNG-based.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, they also just don't have... Epic has been, like, pretty pronounced that what they are going to do with their prize money that they're setting aside for their World Cup circuit is not what traditional esports looks like right now. Uh, PUBG has been really slow to market, and they're, I, I'm a huge PUBG player. I've played a lot of PUBG. Watching PUBG broadcasts is really difficult. I have a very hard time getting interest in that. So, like, if you're an esports team owner right now, your big three or four are on the decline, and the up-and-coming titles are more casual market-focused, right. where, like... Not every multiplayer game has to have a great eSports angle. You can watch Ninja. You can watch these other guys. It's not even
2: matchmaking. I yeah, believe and... more
0: in Fortnite eSports than you do, Kelby, but I get your point. Well,
1: I'm, I'm not saying that you can't, like, yeah, yeah. you 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 get my point. It's not that you can't watch competitive Fortnite and have a good time doing it. It's that I think that teams don't slate into it the same way right. that they slate into Dota and League and,
6: I, you
8: know, these I other agree. games. Because if, if you ask someone <clears throat> who the top eight PUBG teams are, it's a toss-up.
1: Yeah, there's, I mean, there, are, not, there aren't even, like, yeah, PUBG. It's
8: not an undisputed best team in any Battle Royale game. No, I mean, I, mean, I think those those scenes are
0: growing, right? Like, that, that's what it was with League back in the day. Like, yeah. it's the primordial yeah, ooze of Battle Royale esports right now.
2: That's that's less of a concern to me than, like, how do you make a single viewing experience good and not just, like, let everyone stream their but, games individually yeah
8: but that, that's th- that's
2: separate topic
8: i think the major underlining issue in league of legends is the leveling to w- 1 to 30 process because it's in my opinion it's in a horrific state I, my girlfriend was playing it and I, you know she was asking me for pointers i was watching her play she was playing normal games you know like normal blind pick half the people on the other team are bots running it down really uh, <laughs> yes that's- they yes. they play Garen, they go zero and fifteen, they just run around. They're not human players, and I'm not just saying like, oh, they're bad players. Like, they are literally not human players. Jesus. Their accounts that level of thirty that people purchase for Smurf accounts. It's an issue. Uh, they play Aram games, they play three v three, and then on top of that, she gets in the Smurf games, the first you know couple of games, and it it really like demotivates her from continuing to play. And I and I have to sit there and tell her, oh, it'll get better. Don't worry. Once you learn everything, it'll keep getting better. And she's like. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, for a couple games, then why should I not just play Fortnite, you know, with my friends? You know, people aren't bonding over League of Legends like they did in the past, which I think is the underlying issue in the West. So the good news is,
0: look, I I don't know if League is going to ever return to like the 500K viewership TSM CLG games, but I do think that there's a lot of opportunity that Riot in the past has not been focused on growing their player base, I think, as much as they could have, and they've not been focused as much on growing their viewership as much as they could have. I think now they should be very much focused on that. They still have a very large amount of people that are playing League of Legends. I think they can do things to help convert those people over to spectators. I would bet you <clears throat> that Overwatch League gets an amazing amount of viewership comparative to its player base. Like, I would imagine, I this is all speculation, but I would imagine a higher percentage of their player base is watching Overwatch League then the player base of League of Legends is watching LCS um, right. relative to the regions or whatever. And I think that is because Blizzard has done a great job of marketing to their player base Overwatch League and doing interesting things like the Twitch integration, which Riot was supposed to do with the BAMTECH thing and it never came through. So I think there's a ton of space for Riot to... Fo- if if. It, they need to get the whole company on board for this. Because if you look at Overwatch League, like Activision and Blizzard are actively pushing their stuff way harder than I think Riot is. Because it's coming from their CEO versus Riot where it's coming from smaller teams. But I think there's a lot of opportunity for Riot to do this stuff. And that's what I'm hoping yeah. will end up happening.
8: I just want to uh, apologize for being all over the place. It's just a, uh, a passionate point for me. And I think it's so also i come i come at it from a lot of angles sure i think it's
2: also complex too i think there's a lot of things like new player acquisition versus old player burnout versus viewership and current market trends of gaming as a whole and
0: all that stuff renewing
8: renewing the player base is also a big thing
0: one thing they should do is definitely get rid of the fucking currency in the game and just make a battle pass (laughs) i think i think battle pass is really good it incentivizes people to play the game uh, what Fortnite did is incredible, and yeah. what every Where other Fortnite publisher. Get that idea? <laughs> I hmm.
8: hmm.
1: They are smart. Hmm. I
8: I know this will never happen, but I feel like I feel like champions have to be like. Easier to obtain or more or less free as in dota. I know that's not like a whoa financially beneficial. Mute this
1: guy Travis. We it's can't not, have pro dota fine, opinions.
8: It's not, here. I don't think it's financially Smart for them because they make so much money off people buying champions, but I mean it's an underlining It's an underlining problem. as Well, <clears throat> I
0: there don't so know many- I it would be interesting I I'm so out of, of touch with like the new player experience that I would be it's bad. Well, Okay. I tried to do yeah. I tried they, to do with runes. I but I sports. don't know if it's if it's about I don't think it's I'm sure it's bad. I don't know if it's bad because you have to unlock champions.
8: It's the playing, it's the playing experience is poor. Mark? It's pretty bad for
2: a lot of reasons. I tried to uh, make a new account right when the new season came out to get like the experience of unlocking the new runes because the old problem was new players had to buy a million fucking runes and it wasn't like you didn't even know what you're supposed to buy, you end up with shitty rune pages and you get dicked on you've already have like a sunken cost. Sure. So I tried it, and this is at the start of a new season when new player acquisition should arguably be at its highest, and it was a pretty shitty experience.
8: Yeah, and imagine that board. for someone who, who doesn't play the game. Never, who doesn't play the game, right? Yeah. Imagine. It's it's like, what is this? What is this game? And it yeah. only takes... And, and the thing is, in League of Legends, somebody, one person can ruin your game. And as a new person, someone ruins your game, you're like, oh, screw this. But I mean, that's true in every game, but...
2: Well, imagine taking five gets... minutes to get into game, someone screwing it over and then being trapped in that game for 10 minutes and, and compare then... that to PUBG or Fortnite where you get into a game because there's no matchmaking in 30 seconds and you die instantly. You're not trapped in the game for 10 minutes. You can just play again. I wonder why people prefer prefer Fortnite. It's really crazy Fortnite. that casual players would prefer an experience where they get to play right. the game yeah i
8: just think i just think uh (laughs) league of legends has lost a large majority of the casual player base which has impacted the game in all spectrums and all aspects of the game
0: yeah i look i think a lot of this is very doomsday like that player experience has been the way it has been for years and Riot has found success regardless that that doesn't mean it should change or that it shouldn't change but i i don't like we're saying all this stuff but a lot of this has been the case for a while i think that's well, a really markets, good sign though because it means that there's a ton of room for improvement that can ex- improve this stuff what mark but if they don't, What's don't that face that? mark huh market
2: markets change around when yeah. League got popular it's because they there was need no, to adjust there
0: was no good yeah.
2: free to play games when league started so that was the yeah. hype fucking game right Since was that, the innovator they were yeah they were the, the early adopter who was like yeah play our game we don't lock any they were the first play, free-to-play t- people to do that, and they got it yeah. right early. Yeah, yeah but then, there's been
0: a ton of free-to-play games since.
2: Yeah, but none that captured the overall interest of the PC free-to-play market on yeah. the level that League of Legends did. <clears throat> Fortnite has. I agree. And I'm not yeah. saying Fortnite's the killer. I'm just saying that like, the market has caught up and surpassed League of Legends now. There's better free-to-play newbie experiences yeah. when, for a period of time, League of Legends was the best one.
0: Yeah.
8: Now it's, and- now it's not. <laughs>
2: yeah. I... I-
0: Go ahead, Kelly.
1: No, I was just gonna say too, just to reinforce what Centrix was saying, like so much of what people play to is, is social and like you get on and play what your other friends are playing a lot of the time and because League has kind of fallen out of this this mainstream like limelight, uh, it's, it's 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 one of those things that's really, really hard to recover from. Well, I have no balls really heavily.
2: They also never tried to market really to, to people like where's I mean, the LCS ash?
1: was their marketing?
8: Yeah. yeah, that's that's not gonna because we just I just don't want to see it get to the point where the LCS is starting to be Artificially inflated and artificially sustained That's that will be the true dying point of League of Legends, but I think we're what I think, mean artificially I think...
1: inflated and sustained
8: well for example, I play Rainbow Six Siege. I have kind mm-hmm. of switched to that as a more casual player, and it's a fantastic game. I really enjoy playing Rainbow Six Siege. I don't know if you guys have seen Shroud playing it. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, no, and I play as, I play a good amount of Siege too.
8: As as a I'm top I'm like top 50 in Siege right now, in North America, and it's and it's a ton of fun. I'm having a lot of fun playing it with my friends. And I gotta as, ask as,
1: Canadian, what's your name on Siege?
8: Uh, Zentrix HP. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, you use R6DB, right?
1: Uh, I'm just gonna ask Canadian who's the captain of the EG.
0: Jesus, it's such oh, yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. dick-measuring right, contest in here. You your date, and to here. Yeah, like, yeah. uh, my girlfriend, girlfriend by, by the way. Play yeah, no, top sure. 50 in Rainbow Six Siege, by the way. Oh, let me ask the top room <laughs> player, by the way. <laughs> Alright. But, right. but
8: the point I'm right. making is that... It, it's, just, it's just tough, because there's just... Shoot, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, but it's just that League of Legends has been around for so long, and no, you were saying why? Why is the artificial uh, is Rainbow
0: Six Siege artificially maintained? Their esports.
8: Yes, it is because uh, the developers of Rainbow Six have paid organizations to come into the game and pick up and pick up teams. And well, don't worry, Riot's never going to
0: pay an organization. I know that won't yeah.
8: happen, but it could get to the point where it, they start have they start pouring way too much into the into LCS <clears throat> returns for them.
11: I mean, it's, the oh, it's already a
8: negative return right now. Obviously, it's always been LCS has always been a negative return for them in terms of direct money investment. But you know, if it if it starts to go too much and Riot Games is not making as much as they used to in terms of in North America, it's hard to sustain that off just of the, the Asian player base.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think there's a good chance that NALCS downsizes. I'm not worried too much about the Asian player base, but yeah, I don't know. I, the good news is look, like, I am not downsizes? thrilled. NA LCS downsizes. You don't think, you think, a-
11: think I, wait, you they're going to
0: refund some of the
1: teams, their money, or what will happen there?
0: Uh, probably not.
8: There's no way though. They just lose
1: their investment and they're kicked out of the league.
0: I mean, I don't. I, this is a good oh, no, no, Wait, no, no, sorry. This when I said downsize, I don't night. mean, like, kick teams out. Monday. I mean, like, they do less event. Like, they're, we're already starting to see that uh, a little bit, right? Like, Miami was in a smaller venue. International events have been in smaller places. That's that's what I mean by downsizing. It's just oh, that the West okay, gotcha. has I less. I thought you were
1: putting teams on the block.
0: No. No.
8: Hey, thanks for the calls, Entrix. All right, no problem, guys.
0: I'm not How as a good night. Thanks for,
8: ha- thanks for having me on. Uh, have a good night, guys. Have a good
0: one. Do you guys think Zentrix also <clears throat> is on the row team in a
2: 6-4? Do you think he went to UC Davis? Yeah.
1: Dude, he's just a good gamer. Why are you hating on Zentrix? No, no,
0: no. I'm just...
2: What? You think, you think Smithy doesn't get mad kills in PUBG and Fortnite, too?
1: Wait, are you saying no? Smoothie's really good, apparently. Peter yeah. says that he's like the best
2: yeah,
0: actually, he, he would be a pro player in any game dude he's a, mm-hmm. he's a monster. Yeah. There did, are people like that. Did we confirm top fifty, Kelby?
1: I haven't messaged Canadian yet. I'm focused on the show. He's let's messaging me about his you play though I'm gonna check him out.
2: let's let's get let's cut Kelby free, huh, so we can do the investigative journalism.
0: Man, Mark, you are trying hard to get out of here. okay.
2: It's uh, almost ten thirty.
0: Couple, I have to go. Well, we have to get through all this because you were so quick with the colors. Uh, <laughs> Dmage three one three smile in misconception quit badger in me has have subbed, Luke hum sub for three months. Mishimatic, the bower sham sham gifted a sub to baby mochi k put two 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 subbed a uh, sill prate and Toya a two c k nine aluminatic subbed J- mellow jello 100 reset for eight months holy moly sun wonder subbed uh h pina 078 subbed night of 0 1802 uh craig yogurts reset for four months kulas 33 subbed uh the que- or no sent bits the quelchinator matcom reset for two months and said wow Travy, we made it baby mochi gives sub to butter 030 baby mochi gives sub to xx haze baby mochi gives us a sub to pi P- P- likey likey Sham, Sham, Sham gifted us up to Ethan, and we're all caught up. Mark, any shout-outs, any plugs? Anything you want to say? I'm
2: going to do IRL with Offline TV. Oh, well, that's Monday what happened. You Join
0: Offline TV, and you just want to... No,
2: do you, do you really think I wouldn't be complaining if it was 10.30 any other night, too? Be, be, come on, i complain no matter well,
0: what. Well, I mean. you pulled all the colors. Kelby, anything you want to say at the end of the show?
1: Uh, Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out. Uh, mm, It's so hard to pick. But right now, I think I probably have to give a shout-out uh, to Goku. I'm watching DBZ Kai. Um, I watched all of Dragon Ball. I'm like 30 episodes in now to DBZ Kai. I watched 30 episodes this weekend. And uh, Vegeta's pretty badass. They're right about to fight Frieza for the first time. Or like, the, Frieza just went to his third form um and goku's still like healing in the chamber but he's 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 pretty he's pretty awesome that's like
2: 30 episodes in kai holy shit that yeah. show moves fast compared to the original that's like 80 yeah. i think
1: is it really holy yeah, shit! Yeah, no. it's, it's like legit 30 episodes in kai uh but it's it's really good i'm really i'm really enjoying it especially after going through like 153 episodes of dragon ball like you it actually was worth it though. You get like a lot of emotional attachment that you build up over time so that like when the when the big shit starts to go down, you're like, I'm like very invested now. So uh, but yeah, shout out to Goku for being for being a badass and a true emotional leader for the group. Do you have anything, Travis?
2: You got any shout outs?
0: Did a video where Perks and Reckless and Peter all go eat seafood at boiling crab it's really funny they're all trying to figure out how to eat prawns and crawfish and lobster and all this stuff Uh, and then at the end there's like a 20 minute conversation about the state of 80 carries between double lift and reckless and then like perks is chiming in frequently to just laugh at them because he thinks it's hilarious and i will be trying to release that in the next couple of days so to keep an eye out for that uh, we got about 36 subs over the course of this show. Uh, so thank you so much for that. If you haven't yet and you have Twitch Prime, you can hover over the Twitch window and you'll see a little add-on pop-up that tells you if it's up and you can use that. Other than that, thank you so much to everyone who called in. Thank you, Mark uh, and Kelby for being here. And this has been Hotline League, episode 35. By the way, there's a podcast of this. You can find it all over the place.